shit. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. What do we got going on? Oh, that looks pretty. All right. Warning. The views expressed on this show are not those of any company. This is a talk show that does not represent any signal organization. These are idiots talking about stupid shit. If you're under the age of 18, tune the hell out. All right, Tom. Uh, how are you doing, buddy? I'm doing okay now. You're doing okay? I'm yeah. Doing okay. Uh, and I, I'll tell you what. I always like it when we're doing a show. Uh, where where somebody that produces alcohol uh, has interest in the show because yes. we got Ballast Point, we got a bucket here, we got Ballast Point beer. Steph's drinking Ballast Point beer. I'm drinking Ballast Point beer. We've been drinking Ballast Point beer before we started the show. Um, so I'm already pleasantly buzzed before we even get going, which means it's going to be a good show. So I'm the responsible one drinking orange juice. Yes, you're the I'm responsible. I'm actually way more responsible. I'm nope. drinking a that doesn't make you responsible. It makes mm. you gay. Mm. And not in the cool homosexual You know, Steph, in today's, times, in today's times, you're not allowed to accuse somebody of being gay. You could call no. them asshole-centric or said, something like that, but you just, can't, you just can't go out there and say somebody's no. gay, man. I said not in the cool homosexual way. Oh, the cool homosexual yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. He's like gay from like the 80s. Like you're you know? fucking a dude in the ass with menthol on your dick. You're so cool. Yeah, that's, yeah okay. Well, All right. I, mean, I got you. Well, if that's your thing. Oh, Ballast Point just there. took their beer away after I said that. <laughs> I was going to say, we're sponsored for about eight seconds. <laughs> Uh, so, slick. Yeah. Okay. So, anyways, it, I, I, yeah, I, I need to clean up my act because uh, tonight we have a. Uh, well, we're going to do a hot wing challenge here in a little bit, and uh, Jared here sitting on the couch, and and Aaron, uh, basically, they made us this uh, hot wing uh, sauce, Tom, and it's got uh, it's got uh, Carolina Reapers, jalapenos, habaneros. And ghost chilies in it. Yeah, who's fucking bright idea? I dub the that? the devil's asshole. Well, you know what? You know, I'm the one that's sitting around, and uh, you know, I'm like, oh, what are we gonna do this week? And Aaron's like, hey, let's eat some really really hot shit. And I'm like, well, I don't have anything else going on, so let's yeah, do it. Yeah, so let's blow your butthole out on a Tuesday okay. night. Well, hey, we got to keep it together because we have a very high ranking politician on the show tonight, Steph. So y'all keep doing that drinking beer. Is That's he coming on happen. before or after? <laughs> oh, he's coming on before we get to the shenanigans and the beer really kicks in and we're doing the hot wings. So we're going to get to Max up front. So who we have on tonight is uh, Mr. Max Abramson. And now Max Abramson, uh, from what I know, and maybe he can correct me uh, once he gets on here, but he is, uh, I believe, one of the highest or the highest ranking ranking libertarian in public office. He's a, uh, a state representative in New Hampshire. So, so we've had these we've had these other libertarian presidential presidential candidates on the show before, but this guy's actually a politician already. I mean, he's been involved in multiple bills and all kinds of stuff, and including regulating how you use ferrets when you're hunting. He's done all kinds of stuff. He's Fer from he's from, he's from my neck of the woods. Yeah, he's from New Hampshire. So, uh, so go ahead and Nate, can you pull up Mr. Max Abramson on on the uh, and let's see if we can uh, if he can hear us and all Are that kind of stuff. You say New Hampshire, New yeah. Hampshire. Is no. it New Hampshire no, or listen, New Hampshire? New Hampshire. New Hampshire. There you New, go. New Hampshire. Max, are you there? <laughs> you got to say it like you're from there. Listening to him say that. Hold on. Let's see if Max can even hear us. Max, can you hear us? Mm, he can hear us, but we can't hear him. That's very interesting. That's coming through on... Uh, oh, that's coming through on your computer. Hang on. Let me turn it up. Max, are you there? Max? Nope. Same thing. He's talking, but we can't hear him. Same thing, but he's talking, but we can't hear him. Well, I mean, that's kind of how we start the show off with a bang. He looks um, very studious, though. Are you are you plugged in, Nathan? Because that audio is actually going to be coming from your computer. Stand by, Max. We're working. Yeah, stand by, Max. That's why we, you know, we tried to do a sound check before, but Max was a little big. Max was already doing a debate up. tonight. 
I like Mike and uh, he was doing a Democrat versus liber- uh, libertarian ideology debate tonight, and so uh, he got tied up a little bit with that. But that was fine. I told him to take his time. We can definitely you know stretch it till he gets here. Um, I wonder who won the debate. I don't know. We're going to get to that in a second, though. But like I said, later on, we're going to do this hot wing challenge, and we've got some prizes. Ballast Points sent over some patches. They sent over some uh, can openers, and they sent over some bottles and, and some 32-ounce cans of special beers. They sent over a couple six-packs. We've got this bucket here that says Ballast Point on it. Miss, how do you think you're going to do in the... Where are you going? <laughs> Under the table. I was sneaking. Hold on. You got a microphone. You were- <laughs> I was sneaking out while you guys were fixing this problem, but you caught me halfway of sneaking out from underneath the table. So you just oh, okay. stopped during I your getaway? You. <laughs> yeah. So you just kept going. And you were sneaking out to do what? Like that little kid sneaking downstairs to get a cookie at midnight? To get water? It's like, what are you doing? For the dog. To get water for the dog? There's like 20 other people here. Sean over there is a professional dog waterer, and he can definitely get Sean, you water for your yeah, dog. Yeah, but I didn't want to stop the show, so I was just going to Sean take. raises 1,200 <laughs> Mastiffs. He can definitely get water for your dog. Sean, can you do me a huge favor? There's this gray bowl right yeah. here. Can you put water in it? You can even get it from the sink bathroom. Mm. Mm. So we're just going to sit back while the, Nate works on the computer. Oh, so anyways, it, uh, Tom, have you been paying attention to the news at all this week? Uh, bits of bits and pieces. Did you here see the news story about the the orderlies that were at a nursing home that were doing a fight club with the senior citizens? I oh. did not see that. Can you I did not see, see that. The, oh, I, how did I, I miss that? I need the video. You didn't see that at all. <laughs> I need the video. I missed it too. I didn't see that. It was a fight club for old people. That's cool, dude. That's great. I, you know, I think. I, hold on, Aaron's over there talking. I don't have that. They mic had on. dementia though. They did? That's kind of the thing, yeah. Well, so that's kind of cool because you can fight them like twice a week and they don't even remember. You they know? don't remember who they fight. And, <laughs> they'll, and, and they'll, they'll, you know what? And they'll never break the first rule of Fight Club. Yeah, <laughs> don't talk about Fight Club. You can't talk about Fight Club if you Dementia. can't remember Fight Club. Yeah, yeah. It sucks until one of them fucking dies and then what? Well, they're, they're at old folks' home. I mean, if they die, die in, anyway? in the words of Rocky Four in the Soviet, if, if he, he dies, dies, he dies. dies. But here's my thing. <laughs> How do you wake up one day and go, I got a great idea. I'm you gonna, can't tell I'm me gonna, that's I, not a great idea. I'm going to start a fight club at my senior citizen With home. old people. <laughs> that's and I'm going to charge people to come fucking see it. The old people feel important because they have some shit to do. Like, but who do you call like their families? Like, look, you haven't visited dad in six months, but guess what we're doing now? <laughs> we're visiting. Could you imagine the hey, fight but you, know, but you know those old Wheelchair guys. Wheelchair battles. Those... <laughs> <laughs> It's like mixing the whole like the, the the robots with the wheels and you know the the robot battles, hey, but hey, with old men. Hey, chariots, Get chariots. Away. Yeah. Chariots. Well, you know what? Just like those old ladies that busted out of the old people's home to go to a heavy metal show. That was two old dudes, but yeah, it was yeah. ladies. No, it was two old guys that they left. They broke out of the nursing home to go to a metal show, and that was like in Norway or something like that. That's yeah. great. That's still cool. But you know, those guys were walking around. Can you imagine? Because, you know, there's a lot of shenanigans that go on in these old folks' homes to begin with. You know what I mean? There's a lot of, like, old dudes sneaking club. into... Yeah, but... Where was that at? Can I, you please tell me where they it was shut it. I think State? it was North Carolina. But they shut it down. But I bet you anything, those guys that were winning in the fight club were walking around that nursing home like studs. I need it's to make like some phone, phone calls. Fights. My grandfather's in a nursing home... In I feel North like Carolina, and they like and they like rolling by each other, like giving each other like the shoulder bumps. And <laughs> oh, shit. he's like, gangster though, like si- like walking down the hallway, sizing people up. I no, feel he's like still the sharp. I feel like Dude, the old Steph, man. If I gave you a phone call on a late, late, late on a Friday night, and I'm like, "Hey, uh, we're gonna go to the fights and uh, bet some money," and you're like, "Where's it at?" It's like, "Oh, it's like uh, Shady Acres Nursing Home." <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't you be down Shady to go Acres. though? <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, I can tell you the audio on your computer works, so that's that's a plus. <laughs> the laugh track coming on. <laughs> I feel like we were doing Tapplechay's old show with the laugh track that just kept going. I, I, I didn't know what else to do. That wouldn't be totally intrusive. Okay, so your computer audio is working, but you can't get audio from <laughs> All right, good yeah, good, good uh, joke, you, huh? can, you can message Max in the side room there. We have a private message for our guest, and you can message him and make sure that he has his audio set up he the proper he way. He thinks he's he, he says it? he thinks he fixed it. All on right, his bring side? him back on. Let's see if we got him this time. Max, are you there? Nope. Nope, he's not there. <laughs> All right, Nate, take him back in the private chat and work on it some more. I feel like he has something really important to say, too. So do I. Yeah. So do I. I he you know, like I'm he's sure fired he up and ready to go. And I feel bad already because uh, Max is coming from. New Hampshire? New Hampshire. New Hampshire. Oh, so it's already so 11 o'clock this time. Three hours ahead yeah. of us right yeah. now. Yeah. So three hours ahead. Yeah. So the Fight Club. Yeah. That was going on in the news. What else was What else was going on this week, Tom? Anything? Anything of importance? I'm trying to think. What's more important than a fucking senior Fight Club? I don't think much more. How can, I mean, like, how do you top I don't think that? much I was more. I going to say, I don't know how you really top it. It's time for the fight because it only takes one punch and the fight's over with. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder what the winners receive. What happens when you knock over the older another extra the other, jello? Uh, like extra n- jello? <laughs> what? Well, remember know. back in like the early two uh, thousand, there was bum fights. Oh, I yeah. remember bum fights. Yeah, yeah bum they fights. would they would fight for like a shiny new like shopping cart or a brand new refrigerator box. <laughs> that was the most awesome thing ever created on the internet. <laughs> or like a a new bag of uh, of uh, aluminum cans to recycle. <laughs> Dude, bum fights was crazy. Didn't they get in trouble for that though? Yeah, legally? yeah. yeah he got arrested. Yeah, I don't know if any gained from it. Like if he. <laughs> any time for it or anything but yeah well i saw over in uh over in the uk and and, and it, it's here too oh i'm already got max again let's try this one more time hang on let's see max are you there nope all right tom you just uh put words in max's mouth and I'll <laughs> <laughs> all right well because i could see his mouth moving Nate, is there anything that i can do to help you with this at, at all he's inside Oh, Nate left. He gave up on the whole problem. Is that what's going on? Okay. All right. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what, Max. You're still out there. Oh, na- now Nathan's calling in from his phone. Hey, put Nathan on the screen. Let's see if we get audio from him. Okay. Oh, now, Nathan, I see what's going on here. Nathan, say something. Nathan. Nope. Nathan. Nope. Nope. You nothing. guys, okay. All right. Hello, so my name is Nathan. Problem. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. <laughs> you guys host the show for the second. I'm going to walk over there and see if I can fix this. So, Missy, Missy's Minute, go. Did you notice that when I was trying to talk, my husband cut me off like three times just now, but like the last All two right, episodes? Important. Yeah, you said take over. This is Missy's Minute. I can talk about whatever you I can't want. You talk shit about me as I'm going over. Yes, I can. I actually think she can because you're not here. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, it is Missy's Minute. Right? Yeah. I can say whatever I want for one minute. So How was your guys these, this weekend? These beers, are they, are they like They're freebies? just are for we? looks. Are they? For um, now. No, no for, for now. now. For now, they are. Yeah, for now. Wait, what? Uh, well, <laughs> when the challenge starts, um, they are up for grabs for whoever's participating in well, the challenge. I'm participating, so yeah, can I not, like start my... That wait, I just, I just want to point out that the sound in, in uh, the disappointment in Steph's voice when, when you told him no, he was like... Cause, yeah, because there's like... It, Six beers. It was like utter disappointment. Like five Here's feet away thing. from me. Like it's reachable. They are there for Here's aesthetics. The what the People fuck? were taking them and we had to stop them. Because then it's just beers. an empty box. Uh, uh, yeah, it'll be an empty. We're not that part of the show yet. We're, we haven't gotten there. Wait, what? <laughs> you <laughs> can't understand. I mean, there's still some... beers there. Okay, so that I'll means. I'll bring you the beers that you brought. You mean the other Ballast Point beers? That I think are gone? 
No, those are gone. Uh, but we have blue moons in the fridge too. We don't drink blue moon around here. Only Ballast only Point. Only Ballast Point. I have Jack Daniels too. We, we only drink Ballast Point tonight though. <laughs> and then next week it's whatever is here. I think our low and slow is on <laughs> its way. No, no, no. So? Listen. Yes. Our slow and low. Listen. Uh, yes, Jake got an email. We only drink Pete's pickle juice. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. We only drink Pete's pickle juice. It's on its way. Pete's pickle juice is on its way. It should way, be delivered on Friday. And if someone over 21 must sign for it. So oh. we think we think we think Pete's pickle juice's competitor might want in on this. Maybe. They might have they might so? they might be trying to get really in on thing? get in on Pete's pickle juice's space. This Are they sending happen? any merch? I I don't know. They just a, a we, box. We don't know. We exactly. don't know what's okay. in the box. What's in the box? I'll find out What's on Friday. I'll box? do an open box thingy on Friday when Jake's at work. By the time we're done, there's going to be nothing left, just so you know. But I just, I don't, oh, I, I, I don't know, though. I, I'm concerned for <laughs> slow hey, and low because. Steph, if you want a beer that bad, then you have to be the first one to have the wings. Oh, because that Pete, wasn't part of the deal. <laughs> we started from the, see how you guys changed the game? Is there like up? a, is there it's like a debate? It's bad enough that my light behind me. Did you ever know? Look at the, look at, look at the light behind me and tell me who has the smallest light. Mine's pretty bright. I was gonna say Missy's is literally right behind her head, as yeah. is mine. Look at the lights, and you just Here's are a shadow. Here's the thing: you yeah. guys just move your chairs around, what so it's the not hell? my fault. I didn't move anything around. I but just Steph. Can I point out that uh, somebody offered you chicken before everybody else? I think you should be upset by that. <laughs> Who offered him chicken? Aaron did. Aaron Said did. he had to eat the chicken first. Oh yeah, you should. That's how he. That's <laughs> that was his whole reason for making me acquiesce to the beer. He said the chicken first. Oh, so he made a he made a deal with you. Hey, if yeah. it if makes I you get feel, a beer, I get the chicken first. If it makes you feel better, it's not fried chicken. <laughs> Damn. A healthier option. I'm wondering if these ballast points are filled with malt liquor too. Is that the whole thing? Malt liquor. A little grape yeah, soda. Well, fuck, some apparently, grape soda. apparently you, there must be some watermelon in the backstage, too, somewhere. Can you yeah, say something got, for uh, us to see if we can Dorado. see if it works? <laughs> Good, because watermelon's delicious. <laughs> I hear it over there where I, you guys yeah. are at, but I don't hear it coming through over here. They'll figure it out. I just talking think, to Max. I still think Max looks like he has something to he say. He does. He looks like he's ready to go. I heard something coming yeah. through, but not from over here. All right, I got it figured out. We're, fig- gonna, we're gonna call Max on his uh, on his good old phone. Give me a second. Didn't talking. work. I'm gonna get it up. We're gonna call him. What happened with the? Well, happened? you know, since since Max isn't a stripper or anything like that, I don't think it, seeing him is how important that could possibly be. So we're actually just going to get him on a on an actual phone call. So give me a second. I'm going to call him up. You guys keep chatting. What was the matter with the? Uh, we were just know. over here talking about you Steph's know. utter disappointment that he can't have the beer that's right in front of him. Oh, that's yeah, what funny. kind of shit is that? Jake. What do you mean you can't have the beer that's right in front of you? Well, apparently we're not supposed to reach. Aaron the... said that that is a display for the show. And I already we're not said allowed that. To touch it. So, Jake. Yeah. Yes, sir. It's coming through on the stream. Yeah, but we can't. But we it's can't not have coming through in studio. That's what I just yeah, said. Yeah, I know. So I'm going to call him off from my computer here in a second as soon as I pull up <laughs> his number. Whatever you said. Yeah. But just not over here. Yeah. Oh, Steph. Yes. They were dementia. Re- it was a dementia resident fight club. Yeah. Dementia. Yeah. So, it was, so they it, didn't even remember. So nope. <laughs> they just woke up. <laughs> a rematch. I heard rematches. And they wouldn't even know. I'm yep. just saying, if I'm ever in a nursing home, I want to be at comes that to one. Me and says, hey, dude, did you want to battle to the death? <laughs> yes, I do. Yes. Can I take my wheelchair? 
Yes, you can. I feel te- I feel terrible Absolutely. laughing at it, but goddamn, is that funny? Yeah, it is funny. I'll be old one day. Yep. So, whose mic is Aaron's mic's RFing? Okay. Well, I mean, we're just on to have just a great show. All right, Max, okay, are you there? Can you hear me now? Oh, I can hear you, and I hear everything playing back in the background. So wherever you're listening to, you probably need to kill probably your computer. There you go. All right, so we have Max Abramson on the phone now. Max, um, you have because we've interviewed a couple of these guys that are running for the Libertarian <laughs> presidential candidate, but you happen to have something going on a little different. And what that is, is that you're already a politician that is active in the U.S. political system. So uh, describe to the people that are listening what your current status is in our, you know, America's political system. What are you doing? I'm a state representative and uh, uh, going on my second term now. I was actually the uh, ranking uh, member before I switched parties. I was I ran as a Republican and I was the ranking member of the uh, uh House uh, Municipal and County Committee. I gave that up to uh, to uh, switch parties because I felt that uh, the Republican Party is not uh, not really uh, working towards smaller government. Well, yeah, and I mean, I think that's something that we can all agree that the Republican Party, the Democrat Party, none of those parties are interested in smaller government whatsoever. Um, but so currently. So, because I, I saw something like uh, we, we we posted a little promo about you coming on tonight, and uh, I saw somebody from the Libertarian Party that was a publicist or something, and says, "Well, you can't be a Libertarian Party uh, nominee if you're registered as a Republican." And I think she was poking a little bit of a jab at you. But the question is, is what are you? What is your political, your official political registration as of right now? As a state legislator, uh, Libertarian, uh-huh. um, but. As a voter, my party registration is uh, undeclared. Um, I I tried re-registering for I think the second or third time uh-huh. uh, as as a libertarian voter, but uh, because uh, we lost ballot access in 2018 because our, our gubernatorial candidate didn't score high enough um, in New Hampshire, we're kind of in flux. We're kind of going back and forth. Uh, my gubernatorial race, uh, we won uh, 31,234 votes, which was enough of enough votes to get a ballot access, automatic ballot access, major party status, and you're able to register as a libertarian voter for two years. But right now, as a voter, it's just undeclared. Okay, okay. Now, now you're in a unique position uh, because we all know the president of the United States is somebody that is elected to preside but not actually put into act legislation. Uh, because a lot of times we ask these libertarian candidates, well, what's the first thing that you would do as president? And it's it's not like they can put, you know, you're, you're just presiding. But you're in a place where you're actually in the legislation process for the state of New Hampshire. And, um, and, and I was looking through, because you sent me the link, and I saw all these bills that you're involved in, and you've been involved in quite a few bills. I did have a couple questions. Uh, first off, you were involved with a bill regarding hunting with ferrets. And I found that extremely interesting to see what Max's interest was in hunting with ferrets. Uh, I don't have any interest in hunting with ferrets. I don't have any interest in uh, all, all kinds of, uh, you know, funny activities or drug use or what have you. I, I just don't believe that people should be put in jail unless they're actually harming someone else. So, I, in fact, I also... So the hunting so with the, so the hunting with ferret bill that you were working on is that was actually a, a a law that was in place where people weren't allowed to hunt with ferrets and then you started working on a bill against that or how how did that work? You're not allowed to have a ferret in your possession, so you couldn't even have one in your pickup truck. You're going out to hunt, and even if if you have pet ferrets from home, 
you can't have them in a cage. You can't have them with you. If you have them with you, I think it's a misdemeanor. It's a, you can potentially go to jail for a year for having a ferret in your possession, and that's it. And that's the law that I'm trying to repeal. Because that's just over-governing. Somebody has an animal, who cares? What Wait, is that? It's the illegal to own a ferret? Yeah, on the, it, it, on the, yeah, here on the East Coast, you can't have it. It's them. illegal it's, to own a ferret here, in California. It's here, too. California, you can't have it. Why? It's been like that it's for a long time. It's, it's been illegal like, to own a kangaroo in New Hampshire. Why? Well, it's it's not, I guess because it's not Australia. Like, I understand it's not their native habitat. Hey, if whatever, I want a goddamn kangaroo, Steph, I should be able to have a kangaroo. What if a kangaroo doesn't want to live in America? Okay, so now we're going to have kangaroo rights? That's yeah, what we're going with? All right, okay. Apparently. Uh, but another bill that I saw that you were a part of, or at least that your name was on, was basically it was something to do with prisoners uh, serving life sentences being able to uh, be eligible for parole after 25 years. Um, right. So we have a lot of uh, inmates, probably fewer than other states, but there's something like a, a third of inmates maintain their innocence or they, they'll accept guilt, but at a... a, a lesser level um i think five percent of death row inmates have been proven innocent but uh some large number of people are serving life in prison for for homicide first or second degree murder and it turns out that a a, a very large number of them who are convicted on old forensic evidence we're now finding that the forensic evidence is pretty much that, that was being used to convict people all through the 60s 70s 80s 90s it was all garbage um, none of it held up to scrutiny. None of it uh, was valid. So that's part of the reason. But the other part of the reason is when you have uh, people in their 60s and 70s in prison, it's really hard to provide medical care. It's really, really expensive to provide medical care. And we're finding that it that keeping people locked in prison for life uh, isn't really uh, providing any additional det- deterring effect. And it's actually very expensive for the taxpayer. So uh, letting them just have a parole hearing after 25 years kind of offers hope and uh, might encourage uh, some inmates to behave a little bit better to kind of have a shot at at least being paroled. Mm, Okay. Now, since you're involved in the political system already, uh, more so than a lot of these other libertarian candidates that are running for president in 2020, uh, you might see things a little bit different than some of these other libertarian candidates. Now, for you, being on the inside, being on the inside track, seeing what's going on in the state of New Hampshire, for instance, let's talk about... uh, um, medical coverage. What is your stance on that as a libertarian presidential candidate, as far as medical? I think we should just get the government out of health care. Uh, back in the fifties and sixties, uh, there was very, very little government intrusion. We didn't have Obamacare. We didn't have the FDA's 10 to 18 year approval process. We didn't have 42 insurance mandates per state. Um, they did have the McCarran Ferguson Act of 1945, but it wasn't being abused like it has been in recent years, which uh, another thing that blocks competition in, uh, in the medical market by hospitals, a lot of the occupational licensing and a lot of the government regulations. Um, the U.S. healthcare system is the most regulated industry in, on earth. It's the most subsidized industry on earth. It's the most litigated industry on earth. It's the most unfunded mandate industry on earth. And all of these things, uh, uh, drive costs up. So healthcare costs back on, you know, fifties and sixties, Eisenhower, Kennedy, costs about 5% of GDP. Now it's grown to such an amount that it's, it's 19% of GDP. And in some ways, the quality of care, the technology is certainly advanced, but the quality of care and uh, the, the compassion and concern isn't there because it's because the whole industry has become all about the almighty dollar. I think just get the government out of it and uh, go back to a free market healthcare system. 
Okay. All right. So uh, you being a libertarian that's actually in the, the you, you know, up there in New Hampshire, how has the response been from your, your Republican and Democratic uh, colleagues? I mean, what do they think of you coming into their turf as kind of an outsider with an outsider political party? I mean, how have you gotten along with everybody up there in your capital where you're working? Um, well, I think that libertarianism is pretty well understood now. They understand that we just, you know, want to let you kind of live your own life. And they understand that we're opposed to cronyism and crony capitalism and state protected monopolies. So, um, usually the social conservatives, we actually work pretty well, surprisingly with the social conservatives, even uh, prohibitionists, because they understand that we're not, you know, they know ahead of time, there are certain bills where we're not going to vote with them. So we'll, we'll agree with, uh, uh, we'll agree with them on things like, um, I don't know, uh, opposing taxpayer funding of abortion, even mm-hmm. though there are yeah. certainly some, some differences on the abortion issue, but nevertheless, or, or the death penalty or similar issues, they know when the, the gambling issue or a casino bill comes up, um, they know that we, we look at it from a completely different vantage point than they do. It's, it's not that we want to use the state to engage in some kind of social engineering or discourage people from, you want to buy lottery tickets or you want to go to a casino, that's up to you. Um, what we're what we're against on some of the casino bills is a lot of the big government, a lot of the felonies that they put into the bills, you know, just for no reason, just throw another felony in there. Um, and of course, the state protective monopolies, they wanted to come, they had a bill with uh, either one or two casinos and they wanted to block any competition in New Hampshire, just to have one or two casinos and nobody else could compete anywhere in the New Hampshire market. You know, the one thing about libertarianism uh, that I see and the one thing about like the scenario that you're talking about with the casinos is it, at least from the libertarian perspective, it seems to be to be more logically fair to everyone uh, instead of like the cronyism you're talking about or the limiting it to two casinos and that kind of stuff. I mean, it should be an equal playing ground for everybody that enters the arena, whether it be business, whether it be anything that's going on in your state and across the country. Um, you know, so so I you know I've talked to Kim Ruff, I've talked to to to, to Berman. And, um, you know, let me ask you this question, okay, especially with Daniel Berman, you know, of course, he came on in his big yellow hat, and he says, you know, taxation is theft and all that kind of stuff. But you're more entrenched in how the government actually works. And so when it comes to taxes, and when it comes to that kind of a situation, what is Max's belief on how what is the proper way to tax U.S. citizens? Uh, Well, they, they shouldn't. I've actually said on the floor, uh, te- you know, in committee and on the floor of the House, taxation is theft. And I've also said what really got a rise out of the uh, a lot of the Democrats and some of the rhinos: taxation of wages is slavery. And I'm not the only one who said that. Frederick Douglass and a, a number of others um, said that. That uh, I've always said that we should get back to. Ron Paul used to say, "Get back to constitutionally limited government. We wouldn't need an income tax. We wouldn't need a payroll tax. In fact." Uh, what I'm proposing is to effectively do away with all middle-class taxes altogether. Just keep the money down at the local level. You keep your own money and then spend, save, invest, or donate it as you see fit. It's so much simpler. If, if something comes up in your community, it's a lot easier to solve a problem locally than it is to try to you know, wait around for Congress, wait around for politicians to, to get their head out of their ass and spend money on something you want them to spend money on, and then all of a sudden it becomes a failed federal program that just runs up more and more debt. But do you think think, this isn't 1955 anymore? You know what I mean? Americans as, as, as a culture, as their morals, as their 
willing to help others has changed. Do you think that that kind of a, of a situation today, you know, where instead of having federal or, or state involvement or state, you know, funding going to homeless, et cetera, do you think if the tax burden was lifted off of Americans that they would be willing to do something about, say, something like a homeless problem or something like that? Do you think Americans today are willing to, if they were relieved from some of these taxes, would be actually willing to dig into their pockets and help a, a fellow American out? And they do, but they don't like the federal government with the homeless problem. Uh, you have a, a lot of them have, you know, there's an underlying problem, mental health issues, emotional issues, drinking problem, uh, drug problem, some type of addiction problem, lack of job skills, uh, lit, uh, sometimes a failure of uh, literacy. And what we find that the people are actually helping the homeless, in my experience, are helping at the local level right now, local churches, local charities. You had uh, the mayor of, um, I think it's Albuquerque, New Mexico. He would, instead of just doling out free money, knowing that a lot of these people would spend it on drinking or drugs or, or what have you. Uh, Cheers he to would, that. Just like me. He would drive around in a van and pick them up and, and take them to do uh, work around the, uh, the city and, and pay them the same day. And that turned out it helped a lot of people, helped them you know, pull, them up, pull themselves up by their bootstraps. You talk to the people in public housing and you talk to the people on welfare, the vast, vast majority of them say, and I grew up in public housing, and I was homeless for, for a short time in Los Angeles, um, much, much rather have living wage jobs with benefits than uh, than uh, promise of government handouts and having to go back to some government office to try to get some of your own money back. Okay, so Max Abramson is running for president of the United States, or at least the nominee for the Libertarian Party. What do you think that you have to offer that is different from the other candidates out there? The Kim Ruffs, the Daniel Bermans, the... What's the guy that was racking off the 12-gauge shotgun a block away from the White House? Uh, What's his name? The guy we didn't get to talk to. Yeah, the guy that canceled on us at the last minute. But anyways, (laughs) what makes Max different amongst all of these uh, candidates that are vying for the Libertarian Party presidential nominee? Well, I've been elected and re-elected to my town's budget committee. I've been elected and re-elected to my town's planning board. I've been elected and re-elected to state legislature. Um, I've served in not only an elective office, but I've actually gotten bills passed. Um, I've gotten things done at the local level, like repealing minimum parking requirements uh, on planning board, which if you understand anything about urban planning, that's probably the, the worst land use policy, the worst zoning law you can have in terms of the damage to the environment, the damage to uh, your local housing market in terms of making it impossible to build pedestrian-friendly communities. And, and, and let, me, let me ask you, uh, just for, and, and this kind of hits kind of close to something I'm involved with, but when you're talking about minimum parking requirements, that means that a business builds a, a, a business of this size and it can accommodate this many people, and they are, by law, required to have X amount of parking spaces. Is that kind of the minimum parking requirements that you're talking about? Right, but... But what ends up happening is in a lot of these town centers where they're trying to revitalize these communities, yeah. they keep in these city centers, they find that there are a lot of abandoned buildings. And when they actually talk to the building owners, they, they have, you know, they can't change the use of the building to change to what the, the marketplace changes over time. People need housing, people need apartments mm-hmm. and people need space. People need uh, businesses, shops on the ground floor. The uses of each floor need to change, but when you're changing the using on uses on floors, all of a sudden your minimum parking requirements might expand. Mm-hmm. And if you're in a town area, you can't 
There's buy, no parking there's available. No parking. There's no way to comply with it. So and you end up with whole city centers that become hollowed out because of this blighted areas. Because no there's jobs. nothing you can do. There's nothing you can do. The parking is just not available. The real estate's not available locally. And it shuts down progress just because they can't get past something such as a minimum parking requirement. Basically, that's what you're saying, right? You can try and get a variance from the zoning board or the planning board. But when you're going to the bank and you're going to investors and you're saying, I, you know, I need a, a million and a half dollars to renovate this apartment building and, and change all three or all four or all five floors. Uh, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to get that variance or not. Your chances of getting financing from the bank or from uh, investors is a, it, it becomes a long shot and, and, it's a lot easier for developers. We find they just kind of pack up and move to the next town. They just go somewhere else where it's easier. Okay, so let me ask you something, okay? Because you're coming from the Libertarian Party. What is the biggest problems that you see in our government today? Right now? Uh, wow. Uh, if I had to nail it down to just one single policy in, in terms of uh, ruining people's lives and getting people killed, I would say it's the war on drugs. The war on drugs makes it uh, difficult to uh, offer treatment, uh, maintains an illegal black market drug traffic. It's made every time they stepped up the war on drugs, crime's gotten worse. Um, we have something like 70,000 Americans dying every year from the drug problem. In large part, the countries that have either uh, effectively re-legalized it or decriminalized most or all drugs, they've seen their, their drug use, drug rates go down, drug-related crime rates have gone down, um, death rates have gone down. Um, things have improved, and I actually have a decriminalization bill, and it's, uh, it's kind of a long shot, but uh, it, it's to, to kind of make our legislators aware of the damaging effects of the war on drugs, that it actually seems to make problems worse, contributes to the spread of HIV. Um, we've had over 800,000 Americans die from AIDS, and a, a, the largest part of that uh, is due to sharing of needles. Uh, we could have We could have prevented... Uh, hundreds of thousands of needless deaths just by uh, if we'd never gone down that track. So you're saying the best choice for our nation would just be to end the war on drugs altogether. Uh, every, anybody can do whatever they want as long as they don't harm somebody else and legalize pretty much everything, which we hear a lot from the Libertarian Party. <laughs> Sounds good. I don't know well, if there's an area where there's crackheads at. <laughs> yeah, but no, but no, but that's the thing about the Libertarian Party. It's like as long as you're not hurting somebody else, knock yourself out. But the second that crackhead breaks into your house... Then we chop his nuts off. See, it works. It balances out. <laughs> I guess you probably and then Max, 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 crack Ma if somebody chops your nuts off. <laughs> well, yeah, no, no, but no, but seriously. And, and Max, there's something that I don't think I've talked to. I, I haven't talked about with the other with the other candidates. But let me talk about something that maybe you'll shed some light on as far as your views about this. What is your stance on charter and private schools? And um, you know, there's been a little bit of argument about them being outdated and the need for state control over charter and private schools. Um, what is your stance from the libertarian perspective uh, about regu regulation of uh, private schools and charter schools? Um, I, I absolutely don't think that there should be any more uh, state control. Um, I think that state control and federal control has... Uh, made a mess of the public schools. I've talked to public school teachers who said that, uh, you know, they're 27 days a year eaten up by standardized tests. And then there's another 30 some odd days of preparing for those tests and teaching to those tests, uh, common core outcome-based education, performance-based education, all the things that are being pushed down. Um, I talked to a school board member who, in Grafton who said that half the, 
half the unfunded mandates and half the regulations are coming down from the federal government. They're only getting five or six percent of their funding from the federal government. Um, it, it, it's a state-run monopoly. It's a government-run monopoly. I think private schools, charter schools, and public schools should be able to operate independently of all this top-down control. I think that public schools should be under local control, and I think that charter schools and private schools should be uh, under the, the the control of the uh, the parents who are sending their children to that school. I, I've I've never seen anything good come from uh, you know top-down micromanagement, whether it was you know the Vietnam War or um, a lot of the, frankly, Soviet-style urban planning that they're pushing in some states, 12 states have already enacted uh, smart growth policies. They kind of they micromanage everything, and you have people who kind of live in an ivory tower with all these crazy theories, and they don't see what's going on on the ground. And everyone who's trying to do the actual work, whether it's teachers, police, fire, soldiers, doctors, business owners, what have you, they're getting all the regulations, all the mandates that, that come from the top down, and they don't see the damaging effects of all the, the, the controls and uh, bureaucratic paperwork that the rest of us have to deal with. Now, and now let's go back to schools just as, as, as a general ideology question. Uh, do you, how do you, as a libertarian, how, what do you think is the proper way for the school system to work? Do, should there be some taxes that pay for school? Should it be totally privatized where if you want your child to go to this school, everything's privatized and you just, you're released, you're relieved of the, in a, in a, in a utopian libertarian society, you're relieved of the tax burden. But if you want to send your kid to school, you have a tuition and you just take that from the extra money that you got from not paying taxes. How do you believe that the school system should work in a utopian libertarian society? Well, what, I, what I promote is just the education tax credit. So you have, if you look at your property tax bill, there's that, that school portion of the property tax bill. Yes. Under the education tax credit, you'd be able to just, instead of sending the money off to politicians for them to manage it, you would just send that money to any public, private, or charter school that you send your child to. So that okay. way you don't have 50 to 60% of the money eaten up by federal bureaucracy, state bureaucracy, school district bureaucracy. You don't have all the mandates and strings that are attached. And the, the schools could be freed from a lot of federal intrusion, and a lot of federal micromanagement. So the schools would be coming directly to you for that, you know, school mm-hmm. portion of the property tax. And the schools would get a lot more funding and they get a lot more flexibility and a lot more accountability. And they would also want to up their game and be a more quality environment because they would want to attract your business to their school. And they, I think that they treat teachers, public schools would teach, treat uh, public school teachers uh, better because they would need to attract uh, the best teachers. Highest caliber in order to make it functional. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Um, do you think... Now, now you're kind of you're kind of leading the pack as far as you're already involved in office and you're doing and you're doing this kind of stuff. But what do you what do you believe that the Libertarian Party needs to change in order to to to, to get a more common exp- acceptance in today's political climate? I mean, like if you if you were the PR guy for the Libertarian Party, what do you think that the Libertarian Party needs to do to be more? I don't know if it's, it's that they need more marketing, if they need to get the word out more, if they need to come together more so on certain incidents. I know there's a lot of subjects in the Libertarian Party where it's kind of, you know, kind of all over the place and it's not as focused. But what what do you believe that the Libertarian Party needs to do to get their, you know, their act in order to be more recognized and more acceptable on a mainstream platform? Well, Steve Jobs said uh, we live in a noisy, busy world. And when you look at the best, 
we've got to be absolutely clear about what our message is. Get the government out of everything. Get the government out of the Middle East. Get the government out of your email inbox, out of your phone messages, out of your personal life, out of your sex life. Get the government out of your paycheck. Just get the government out of healthcare. Get government out of everything. It's a very clear, simple message, and I think it explains something that brings all types of libertarians together, but it's also a, a very clear message of uh, what it is we're trying to do. A free society freed from government intrusion into your personal affairs, into you know your phone messages to stop the Orwellian surveillance state. Get government out of uh, get government out of your local schools. Get government out of your your local business. Get government out of uh, things that really have uh, nothing to do with the federal government's. Uh, the federal government is limited under the Constitution to just basically defending the country, securing the borders, you know, providing for a post office and a few other goodies, patent office and whatnot. You limit the federal government to just what the founding fathers intended and, and, and get it out of our lives. I think we'd all be a lot freer and a lot happier and there'd be a lot less uh, stress. Hmm. But, but now realistically, do you think that we can actually ever get there? Because we, I mean, we talk about these things all the time about this utopian society and this free society, but realistically, is it even achievable? Fuck no. The way the way people, because the way people are today, nope. and how there's such a divide, how do you get people to get into that mindset? So we have a first-past-the-post election system, electoral system, meaning that, uh, let's say you have five different candidates. It doesn't matter because it's, it's whoever gets the highest uh, percentage. It gets 43% and you wins that's the candidate who wins so canada britain and you know formerly new zealand australia all the former british possession countries uh, are or were once first past the post and they all have centrist parties um or parties that have some kind of unique selling point and the way that they win is through something called tactical voting and it's something that, we, that isn't very well understood here but if you look at it as something like regional voting so all of the northeast goes democrat every year and there are no republicans getting elected in the northeast anymore however uh, if you had let's say the libertarian party really focused on the northeast if the libertarian party really you know we put everything into new york new england uh, New Jersey, Delaware, and so forth. We'd pick up a lot of legislative seats. We'd pick up a lot of House seats based on Republican voters voting tactically for Libertarians. To maybe not that not necessarily they're going to agree with uh, Libertarian philosophy on everything. But if it's a Libertarian versus Democrat race, then obviously if you want to cost the Democrats a seat, you vote Libertarian. Same thing with uh, a lot of Southern states and Rocky Mountain states. They always go Republican every year. Utah and Tennessee always go Republican every year. They're kind of too far to the right. So if you're a Democrat, liberal, progressive, um, if you want to uh, cost Republicans a seat or you want to cost uh, Donald Trump uh, a state and the Electoral College votes, voting Democrat is a, kind of a waste of time. So, But uh, the Libertarian Party, if you add all the tactical votes, one-issue voters, um, Democrat voters, the never-Trumpers and whatnot, some of those states are actually competitive. Could be a libertarian versus a libertarian versus Trump race in some of those states. Okay, now Max, I got to go back to something because uh, one of the listeners that's watching right now, uh, when we were talking about private uh, private schools and charter schools, and they sent me a little screenshot, and this appears that it's from your website, maxabramson.org. And it says, now I don't know if this is a quote directly from you, but it is on your website, that you say that charter schools and private schools do not have school administrative units. 
compulsory unionism, Mm -hmm. nor state control. And these expensive bureaucracies often interfere with the decisions of elected school boards or even push politics onto children. They are a relic of the 1920s, no longer necessary in the information age. Uh, So explain that to me just a little bit. So school administrative units and public school administrators and the school superintendents association are very, very powerful Democrat constituency. And yet when you go to the general public and you say, should we continue to blow 50 to 60% of our educational dollars on administration? Almost everyone says, no, that's, that's ridiculous. That's a ridiculous use of money. And yet they, they're not, they're not making the connection. If you vote Democrat, then your state and local taxes are going to be about twice as high because you've got school administrators, bureaucrats, union officials, all these powerful political constituencies pumping a lot of money into Democrat primaries and into Democrat politics. Quid pro quo, anyone who runs as a Democrat for legislature has to vote to take, you know, increase your tax rates, take your money and pay the money right back to all their various political constituencies. It's just like the Republicans with business. Um, They have to, if you run as a Republican, you have to uh, constantly listen to business and business lobbyists and what their concerns are. And you could be spending more time if you're if you're a Republican legislator, you might be spending as much time listening to business lobbyists as you would your own constituents. Hmm. Okay. All right. All right. So you're saying the bureaucracy, the bureaucracy of school boards and everything is just a little bit too corrupted in in a nutshell. Yeah. I mean, if if charter schools and private schools and uh, homeschool, they can operate without any administrative bureaucracy. Um, Private schools, the most they spend on. uh, on uh, administrative costs, maybe 10 or 15%. So why is it with public schools, it's just up to two thirds of their budget is wasted on administrative costs. That's why it's $18,000 per year per student in New England for the public schools. You could have, a, you could have uh, 10 to 12 of that is uh, just blown in uh, bureaucracy and uh, state mandated testing requirements and overpriced uh, projects and whatnot. Okay, now I got a question here from the studio. Uh, is there another mic over there other than that one? That one's giving me a hard time. Nathan, can you grab me here, mic real quick? But I got Eric in the studio. Hold well, on, let me get that mic up. All right, all right, Eric, go ahead and ask Mr. Right. Mr. Max a question that you have. No, I'm really interested because uh, New York is is a is a state where Larry Sharp is really active, and he was a pretty active uh, libertarian candidate for governor. He was like the only one because New York and California we have uh, highly liberal. And he really went on the attack against Cuomo and started doing high conversion. So what's your take on someone really trying to align with the Democrats where Larry Sharp's, uh, his message is really trying to align with our, I, I, I'm totally libertarian. So there's things we strongly align with Democrat. There's things we strongly align with Republican. There's things we're completely non-aligned with. And he's really about attaching to those alignments. So what's your take on his campaign and his approach? Cause it's been really, I think, logically sound and really tactical, but also it really talks to these issues that are important about people. So I don't know if you've been tracking him or his message, but he's really boots on the ground. So what's so your, so you're saying Larry Sharp in New York, he's a libertarian. I'm, I'm libertarian, I don't yeah. know much about him, but he is really, when, when there's something that coincides with a, with a Democrat, he really attacks, he, body, he embodies he, it. He embodies it and lets the Democrats know. And if there's something that is purely Republican, he embodies he, that. He lets, lets him know. know. And then he shines on the difference. But well, I would say, and uh, 
what he does is we, we're all agreeing on the problem, right? Mm -hmm. Like we all agree, like we're talking about the, the crony capitalism and the, the low man's getting shafted and taxes going up. And well, what the Republicans don't do is they don't talk about that. The Republicans kind of just go anti-Democrat or Democrat goes anti-Republican. Yes. The Libertarians, I think, is the best position to be like... The best of both worlds. Bernie, you're right. This is actually happening. However, this solution is best suited. And so Larry Sharp does a really good job, I feel, uh, of connecting to that, right? So, Yeah, Max, do you have any comments so about your, Larry Sharp's uh, campaign yeah, his in New York? On his campaign or his style or his messaging. When I first joined the Libertarian Party in, I think, 1999 or 2000, somebody explained it this way. They said, liberals tend to be more libertarian on social issues, foreign policy issues, elections issues. Conservatives tend to be more libertarian on economic issues. And so people sometimes say we sound inconsistent because we sometimes sound talk like liberals. We sometimes talk like conservatives. We sometimes talk completely differently. <clears throat> so, excuse me. So on, on a police abuse... Uh, dash cams, body cams. Uh, we find we have a uh, criminal justice reform, ending the drug war, civil liberties. Um, we frequently find we have a lot in common with our, our liberal friends. And then on economics and uh, property rights, school choice, gun rights, we find we have a lot in common with our conservative friends. So I, I don't think that I, when you look at uh, uh, the Northeast, like I say, never goes Republican anymore. Back in the day, the Republicans that the Northeast used to support were more like libertarians than they are like, uh, um, I guess, what they're pursuing under the Southern strategy and Trump. And I, I think a lot of the right-wing populism and alt-right that we're kind of hearing from, not all the Republicans, but a, a few of them are kind of messaging that. Um, I think that most of the people in the Northeast where I live, they like saving money on taxes. They like saving money on cost of living uh, things like that. But they, they also want to see a lot of people in my area want to see criminal justice reform. They're concerned about wrongful convictions. Um, I have a bill to ban racial profiling, and that didn't really resonate with most Republican or Democrat politicians. And yet you get outside the legislature, and almost everyone I talked to, almost everyone I talked to was concerned about racial profiling, overcharging, oversentencing of people of color, large people, poor people, uh, mentally disabled. Um, there's there's still a lot of discrimination that exists in the public sector and government. And um, Larry Sharp, I think, articulated those issues really well. Um, he, I think, he raised and spent uh, uh, more money than I've ever spent in all my political career. But New York is such a large state that I I think you'd have to have uh, Republicans, Republican voters there, um, voting Libertarian. To, uh, to to make it possible to uh, kind of break the logjam there. Yeah, I think also that uh, Larry Sharp was the only candidate to touch every county in New York. And I've, I have friends uh, from my time in the service. Northern New York is a lot different from like the city and the main bureaus. And Larry Sharp was able to really connect to the issue because he's from uh, the city. But he was able to talk to the issues of, hey, this is what's going on in the inner city. We're concerned about these issues with the school quality going down. We don't have school choice. You know, there is this inequality with uh, the educational quality or inequality with the educational quality within, um, you know, the income gap and so forth. But he was also oh. talk, able to. <laughs> oh, wait. So, Jake's having a ballast point. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's not a real ballast point. It's just a for show. What kind of white privilege shit is this right here? <laughs> Speaking of inequality, <laughs> out of the bucket that I wasn't allowed to touch, 
Hey, man, I got thirsty. But uh, okay. But, but okay. So, so I mean, can the libertarian, as a libertarian, right? So I will come to you uh, out forefront. How do you really touch the issues? Like Bernie's really effective at touching core issues. He's really effective. At, AOC's really passionate. Core issues. And she's very like effective at talking about the problem. Beer. Right. The problem that we we can all mostly agree on. That's a core issue. Uh, libertarians have, I believe, a better solution, but we don't touch that. I think we go very logical, and then within the li- Libertarian Party as a, an establishment, if you want to call us that, we're so small, but we begin dividing and start fighting where you're, you're not libertarian enough, or that's too, you know, pro-government and this and that, so how do we combine that message to really touch that part of the person to say, we're actually looking at the same thing. I've always been absolute, absolute top of the Nolan chart. Absolute top. Every single time I've taken whatever, world's smallest political quiz, you name it. Always ended up top of the Nolan chart. And yet I get called not a real libertarian. You know, and I'm for, I've been for constitutionally limited government, bringing the troops home, ending the war on drugs. I mean, 100% rock solid platform libertarian my whole life. And I still run into people who say, well, you're not libertarian because of X, Y, Z. And usually those are people who don't listen. I, I think you kind of have to not waste your time with people like that. Um, when you uh, when you touch base with people, I, I think that when people see that you're running an active campaign the way Maj Tour is uh, running for, for city council in uh, Philadelphia, I think that when people see that he's doing the work, he's listening to people, um, he's doing the work to get on the ballot, he's doing the work to raise the money, he's doing a lot of social media work, um, uh, there's a groundswell of support because he's showing that he cares enough to get out there and campaign. Um, places like, uh, I don't know, New York City and uh, Boston, a lot of our larger urban centers, the voters there, if, if you listen to them talk, they don't really talk like Democrats. They don't talk even though they might go straight Democrat. Um, if you if you talk to a lot of voters out in small-town America, they don't really talk like a lot of you know establishment Republican politicians. They have their own kind of lingo. They have their own way of thinking. And the voters in urban areas are actually more fiscally conservative than uh, most voters. But they're so socially liberal. They're so far to the left on social issues that they may be a, a better match with the Libertarian Party than they are with uh, you know let's say uh, the Democrats. And you have a lot of people who used to run as Republicans. Just Republican Party would kind of get you on the ballot. And then you go out and you run your own campaign and you won 20, you know, campaign real hard. You win 20, 30 percent of the vote. But I think people are starting to see you don't want to be stuck with a, an entrenched one party system in your community. I think people are starting to look at down down ticket politics again. Um, I think people are less and less concerned about about political parties. And there's a poll out showing that 72 percent of Democrat leaning millennials want a third party. Sixty percent of Americans want a third party. Seventy-two percent of Democrat leaning millennials, younger people, want to have a third party in this country. So the interest is definitely there. We just have to tap into it. Yeah, and, no, and I agree with that. I agree that it's prime time for the Libertarian Party to stand up and shine. I think that the marketing for the Libertarian Party has to be more. Uh, honestly, before I I, I had uh, uh, Kim Ruff on here not too long ago, and, and before I got her on the air, I asked around the room of like ten guys, "What is the Libertarian Party?" 
and some of them said, "Oh, it's an extremely liberal," and they, they had no they had no freaking clue. They didn't know what the Libertarian Party was. So to me, it seems like yes, there is a need right now for a third party to enter politics in a big way, but there needs to be that that cohesive marketing push to get the word out there of who you are. That it is about personal liberties. It is about less government intrusion. You know what I mean? But that needs to be shouted with a megaphone at the top of the charts. And I know that it costs money to do that. But it's like now of all times for the Libertarian Party to come in as that third party option that does advocate for personal freedom, that does advocate for less government involved in our lives. It's got to get shouted from the hilltops in some way. And I don't know how to do that today without, you know, mass amounts of money and, and, and big publicity campaigns. Well, I have a question, too. I mean, because in New Hampshire, right, you're, you're the toppest rated Libertarian. I think the second one is here in Riverside. Um, so what would be your suggestion? You're inside. You're the highest up that the Libertarians have, have gotten to as far as decision-making and getting inside. So what is, from your professional perspective, experience, how do we do something like that in California where we do align in these urban centers, right? Yeah. yeah. Where, where, where the middle class is getting taxed up the rear end. We're not getting the quality. All of a sudden, uh, Newsom just, uh, we just got taxed up the yin-yang for the roads. The yeah. money's not going to go to the roads. It's a perfect inlet, but how do we now... In your experience, in your success, how do you speak to a California, an L.A. libertarian to, uh, I think that would make a wave, right? Yeah. New Hampshire and L.A., we, we, we got something. How do we do that? I, I shipped out of uh, Los Angeles. I shipped out of, uh, when I was a merchant mariner, I shipped out of um, San Francisco. Um, the first message has to be the simplest. Nike, Sony, Coke, Apple, you know, all the greatest brands that are out there, every single one of their ads going back 50 years, every single one has been about just one thing. Every single ad they've ever come up with has had a very, very simple message. Whatever that message was, when the, Apple came out with the new Power Mac G3s, it was, uh, it was absolute power corrupts and joy. So all their ads were about one very simple thing. When the G3s and the G4s came out, they were really powerful. They were really fast. So they were selling power. Um, when the Mac came out, they were selling ease of use. Um, when Coca-Cola puts their ads out there, Pepsi puts their ads out there, it's always about the same thing. It's, uh, their message is always, remember the last time you had Coke or Pepsi and how great you felt. And it's a reminder of how great you felt the last time. Now go out and have another Coke or Pepsi. It'll unified remind you marketing. Unified, unified centric, hitting your target marketing. But I mean, this is a libertarian is a libertarian party even organized enough to like even put a marketing campaign like that together? No, absolutely not. And that's but just the because the Liberty Party dumpster fire right now doesn't mean that it has to be a dumpster fire. If you have a nice, clear, simple message that everyone agrees with, like get government out of everything, people agree with that. The vast majority of people agree with that. And people are kind of turned off about politics. People kind of turned off about two-party system. If you see that on all the signs, you see that on the, you know, the magazine ads and the social media ads, and people keep kind of sharing the same message. You know, what was the the, the Johnson Weld campaign? Um, Are you in or something like that? You know, I'm not even sure what that was, but you know, they 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 raised and spent a lot of money, but I'm not sure what they were talking about. I think they said that there were two Republican governors cutting taxes, but simpler simpler than that is get government out of everything. The, the one issue voters, um, whatever their particular issue is, you've got to respond to that. You've got to make sure where you have agreement with them, you're, you're reaching those voters. But when I go door to door, 
uh, in the suburbs, uh, both of the, the towns where I live, um, it's almost all housing. It's almost all, you know, single family homes. And it's, how do we save money? How do we, you know, how do I save you money on your property taxes? How do I save you money on childcare, your electricity costs, heating costs, fuel costs, healthcare costs. And I've, I've, over the years, I, I don't mean to toot my own horn, but I've gotten pretty good at, as a member of the budget committee, as a member of uh, the legislature, as a member of the house business caucus, I've learned how to, how to work with lots of other people and figure out how to save people money. So that's probably about half of what I do as an elected official, both at the state and local level is figure out how to save people money. People love saving money and, and they just say, Hey, there's max, uh, a vote for max is for less taxes. And they kind of laugh at that, but they mm-hmm. say, uh, man, that's the guy who saves us money. You know, if the libertarian party is, Hey, we don't go off to the far right. We don't go off to the far left. We don't go to right wing populism and left wing populism. We're just trying to save you money on your taxes. Yeah. And that's personal a, liberties. That's another clear message. Okay, Max. So if people want to learn more about your campaign and what, what can they do to help and all that kind of stuff, where do they go? MaxAbramson.org is, I believe that's your website. That's right. Um, I also have one for the donation page, um, which is more about organizing for the volunteers. That's Abramson2020.org. Okay. Um, and that one has, that also has a lot of the news updates and uh, events and things that I'll be going to. Okay. All right, Max. It was a pleasure having you on this show. Uh, best of luck in this run for the, you know, for the Libertarian Party uh, presidential nominee. And that was Max Abramson or Abramson2020. Dot, was that dot .com or dot .org? Dot org. Okay. Thank you, thank you so much for, for taking the time to come on, Max. I know it's late back where you're at. It's probably about midnight or so. And thank you so much for staying up late and giving us a little chit chat. And uh, best of luck. And I'd like to talk to you again sometime. But, Max, it was good having you. And I will see you again soon. You have a good one. Will do. Take care. Okay. Bye bye, Max. All right. Well, uh, you know, that was uh, that was interesting. I mean, it, it, was, it was a little different having Max on the phone because Max is, uh, you know, he's he's entrenched in the politics that are going on already. He's not just some blowhard that's sitting. I'm not saying that the other candidates that we've had on are blowhards, but he understands how the system works. He's involved in the system. Like I said, he's the highest ranking libertarian politician in the country. So, I mean, that's that's kind of a big deal. You know, he's actually there making change. But. Tom, it's time to do something a little different. Now, Chef Aaron, where are you at? Where did, where did Chef Aaron go? Is he prepping those wings? Yes. Is he prepping those yes. wings? All right, so let's get a mic on Jared over here. You're on red. Let's see. Hold on. Miss, you're you're moving my chair. You're making me feel very uncomfortable. Hashtag me too. Leave me alone. Don't touch my chair. I feel violated. Uh, so, Jared, t- tell me a little bit about this sauce that you made up for us tonight that we're going to basically shit our pants in a couple hours. Uh, what do you got going on? Um, I just did... You guys said you wanted to do, you know, like a hot wing challenge. So yeah, um, one of the other managers, uh, basically, he has his own Carolina Reaper plant, and uh, <laughs> so in the sauce, there's roughly about eight to nine Reapers in it. Oh um, God! I have. Oh, there it is. This is the sauce right here. Uh, yeah, I it Lucifer's Tears. Yeah. Um, so, so now, Jared. Now, now you are a sous chef at Ballast Point Downtown Disney, right? Uh, yes, sir. And how do you like working there? I love it. It's uh, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. It's, it's it's very busy, but you know we get through it. Yeah, yeah. And have you and have you? How long have you been a, like a chef? How long has that been uh, going on for you? So, I started like professionally cooking when I was about seventeen. Oh wow! Just, like, in, but you don't look that stuff. old now. How old are you? I'm I'm twenty four. You're twenty four. Okay, make sure you're talking to that micro close. <clears throat> uh, uh, so you you're twenty four. You're a sous chef at Ballast Point. Yeah. 
And it's a cool company. Have you worked at any of the other breweries for Ballast Point? Um, yeah, so I came from the Long Beach location. I worked there for okay. about two and a half years. All right. All and right. then they transferred me to open this one. Now, have you ever had anything that you made specifically that it was your concoction and it made it onto the menu there and all that kind of uh, stuff? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have quite a few things on the menu there right well, now. Well, let's hear it because we got a bunch of alcoholics that eat at <laughs> Ballast Point and drink at Ballast Point all the time, um, especially Long Beach and Downtown Disney. Yeah, uh, so like at Long Beach, like the steak nachos, uh, like all those. Like I just, we just kind of tried to make it like nicer bar food, you know, nothing super crazy. But um, if you do check it out, I have a beer dinner coming up on November first, um, where I wanted to do it kind of pirate themed. So all the food is Caribbean, and that will be like very nice scale fine dining dishes. Actually, I'm trying to get so that November first, you're doing like a beer pairing dinner. Yes, yes, yes. And like, and, and what kind? Of, and you said it's gonna be Caribbean food, like Caribbean jerk chicken kind of a thing, or uh, what? Yeah. So, um, if you go online, you can see the menu for it. But um, I like this is kind of where I do get to like play around, show my actual like skill level. Nice. Um, and that's gonna be at Downtown Disney. Yes. November first. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, Tom, I don't know what day. Well, I don't know what day November first is, but are we going to do some beer pairings at uh, Ballast Point? Yeah, I think we could do that. I think what we day could. Is, fr- is, fr- it's it's fr- is it Friday? It's got to be a Friday or Saturday, which I'm completely fucked because I got to do. It is a other- Friday. It is a see, son of a bitch, man. <laughs> Nobody ever has fun on a Monday. And, and that's you're the story actually of my working life. a gig that day, like not a regular gig. Oh yeah, yeah. I've got a convention or something. Okay, so 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 this sauce. Now, Jared, did you try this sauce at home? I mean, uh, yeah, I did. Is it pretty hot? It's hot. Are you I, gonna I eat it? Douse, I'll I'll eat one with y'all. You'll so eat Jared, one. on a scale, he said he'll eat one. <laughs> so like, Jared, Jared, on a scale one. of one to burn my face off, you're gonna burn. Okay, where's the hottest? <laughs> where's the hottest chicken wings that you've ever had? Um, let's see, I know like. Like Buffalo Wild Wings has their blazing. I thought that was very hot, but it's more of so like just kind of like a lingering, take your time thing. I uh-huh. made one last year with Trinidad Scorpions, which is number two uh-huh. on the Scoville unit scale under Reaper. And I called that sauce arachnophobia. And um, that was probably like the hottest sauce I've that ever you've tasted. ever had. Now, how yeah. does this sauce compare to that sauce? This sauce is a little bit more tolerable, but I wanted people to actually eat it. So Okay, and, and you said that it has Carolina Reapers in it. Mm-hmm. It has jalapenos. habaneros, ghost chilies, mm-hmm. and jalapenos. Yeah. So it's a, it's a good blend. You get a lot of like floral tropical tones from it. Hey, Jared, there's some gay guys. Oh, you missed it on the car. Put that back up. There's some gay dudes that are already hitting on you. Yo, who's that cutie on the right? That's that guy's name is Gary. Gary's 45 and lives in his mom's basement and he's totally India. So, Hey, are you single? Are you single? Because people are going to ask, are you single? Uh, no, I'm not. You're not. Okay. Yeah. You're not already dating Gary, are you? Oh, crap. I thought, I thought <laughs> <laughs> uh, Okay. So, Aaron, Aaron, you have pussied out out of every challenge that we've ever done, especially when it comes to hot stuff. Uh, are you, are you, hold on. Let me turn on your mic. What you got? You really can't say nothing. You're our resident yeah, wait, spitter. Wait, no, wait, no I've, I've conquered the, the death nut challenge before. That's true. The, uh, okay, you death did nut? do the death nut yeah, challenge. Yeah, the death nut yes. challenge. All that right. sound good. It, yeah. it, it wasn't good, but I but I did it. <laughs> but this is not my challenge, though. This is uh, for you guys. In fact, I saw that Jake took one um, bottle already. Yes, I did. So what we have here, um, these thirty two these thirty two ounce 
crowlers that we brought from Ballast Point. Okay, pumpkin what flavor? What 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 beer is that one? I, what brought, is that one? I brought two. Um, we have the uh, pumpkin down, which is in season. Okay, yeah. so that's the one and I want to win. That is a uh, basic white five point eight percent. Uh huh. And then we have the uh, watermelon dorado. All right, now, 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 Sean, you're over there. Sean, can you put that camera over on Sean? Because I want to talk to Sean. But Sean, you did the death taco challenge with us, and you made it through like half a taco before you started sitting in the ice cream. (laughs) Yeah, there's no ice cream tonight? No. No, you're on your own. We got nothing. We got nothing for you. (laughs) No ice cream. You just get to take that shit. What? What? Yeah, I just saw that, bro. I was like, is anyone going <laughs> to... Can you, can, 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 can you kill it? He has to leave. Oh, God. I'm not going to say what I was just looking at. Oh, okay. All right, all right. What is going on right now? Oh, we can't laugh about it because I can't, I can't talk about it. Oh, my God. Make it stop. Can we see where's the child? Thank God it's dimmed out. <laughs> oh, man. I wish I could tell you guys what we're watching right now, but I can't. I, I just can't. That would be totally unprofessional. All I want to know is what's getting ready to go oh, down go, over there. There we go. There we go. Oh. There we go. There we go. Oh, there. Okay. Well, oh. God, that was hilariously <laughs> funny, and I am not hey. get about to get in another lawsuit and tell you what so, I was watching. So the, the wings are tossed. The, yeah, you toss the wings. Are you better at tossing wings or tossing salad? He's got gloves on. Has anybody yeah, else seen this? Yeah. He's got to put some gloves so, on. Uh, we did, we did uh, uh, provide gloves this time because <sighs> we were too cheap to do it last time. So first, the first off, it's going to be Missy, Steph, and Tom and I, and we're going to try these wings. Yep. You okay with that, Tom? Yep. Can I get some gloves? You need some gloves here. Stefan's. Stefan, you're okay with this, right? No, No. I thought that. I thought like spicy wings were the food of your people, like a Uh, national mascot or some shit. No. (laughs) What people would those be? The people that like spicy wings. What people would those be? I don't know. I'm not. That's where I'm dropping the conversation. Okay, so. Did you really yeah. just say your people? Oh, uh, by the way, well, I not just, my people. My people think biscuits and gravy is spicy. Jake, <laughs> um, I want to take the opportunity to say that um, <laughs> the um, the uh, kitchen crew from Ballast Point Anaheim is watching right now. So okay, shout what's out to up? The what's up? What's up? Ballast Point Downtown yeah. Disney. So, so Aaron, we don't use milk here. No, milk is for <laughs> all right because so they really want to see what the results were. Uh, they told to you the you get a bigger shirt. Oh man, I need another beer. I can what? tell you that. No, we're good. All right, so we've got Jared and Aaron here from Ballast Point Downtown Disney. Bigger they've made shirt. us. They've made us this killer hot sauce. Yeah, napkins. This killer wings. It's Carolina Reapers. It's ghost chilies. It's it's jalapenos. It's uh, I'm missing one, but it's it's habanero. habanero. And we're gonna try this. Who's going first? Do we do we do rock paper scissors to see who goes first? Or I say I say Tom just goes. Actually, first. Actually, I think you, since you went into the bucket ahead of time, since you went into oh, yeah. the bucket that you weren't supposed oh, to go yeah, into, I think you now. You want have me to go, go first? first. Yeah, so the show's it. fucked after I do it. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Let me get my mic down. Well, you would go I, second, so yeah, it doesn't I matter. Back. All right. Hold on. Can oh, I get my God. mic stand? Where'd you do it? Yeah, get the toss. No, in there. it's gone. You have to yeah. hold it. How? All right. No, well, we're gonna. <laughs> I can't believe we're really doing. So this we're gonna shit. eat them one at a time and see who can eat so the most. Silly. Is that what we're doing? Is this a competition? 
Wow, that's a big oh, fucking oh, wing, dude. What kind of fucking chicken did that come off of, man? I don't want the ostrich leg. <laughs> Give me a fucking normal one. This one, did this. The, oh, stop it. Look at the size of this goddamn so wing. Suck it up, buttercup. All right, so I'm going first on this, right? Uh, Steph got a pretty good size one, too. All right, well, okay, we're equal. Okay. It smells. Woo, it's making me tear up a little bit just smelling it. Ah. Uh, all right, so I think that the, the, the ticket is is I just got to go. You I got to eat go, it. I, gotta, don't I, stop. I, I, yep. I can't stop, right? Nope, just go. <laughs> oh, man, I have a bad stomach, man. What happened? I have a bad stomach. Good well, thing this is going to make, this is gonna make, it, this is gonna make it way off. worse. Hold on. What are, you, what are you saying there, Jeffrey? Hold on. I don't think I have that mic on. I don't know which one are you on. Pink? That, that one keeps messing up, but go ahead. Talk. You're already red, dude. You have, yeah, I know. You're only Hold looking on. at it. I think he's more concerned about his butthole. All right, I just got to go fast. Go fast, right? Do we have fast. anyone you that like does Ricky CPR Bobby. You gotta here? You got to just go fast. Yes. Go fast. CPR. I'm just saying. I don't know if I have enough beer left. Okay. Oh, yes, we do have one. All right. That's right. We have I'm a medic. Not putting my mouth he is, he on is his a medic. Mouth. He is a medic. There we go. There he goes. There he goes. And it's all over your beard. Mm. I'm going to eat your pussy with it later. You're going to be fucked up. I had a feeling that was coming. I don't know why. No, no, no. Oh, fuck, Remember, there's minors in the room here. Oh, shit. Mm. What do you mean? Anyway, mm. You're only doing what? He ate a white, a white person. One fucking time. Are you only oh. doing one? Mm. Mm. No. <laughs> you didn't even clean Stop the bowl. Like we have to keep on going. After. Ready? Yeah. Hey, don't chew with your mouth open. And you know what? Talk. You eat something fucking goddamn hot. You tell me how. Don't tell me how to chew. I did eat something really oh, hot. Oh my god, my lips. Oh, Tom. Tom's going for it. <laughs> mm. You have lips. Oh God. <laughs> oh. I got the oh my god it's fucking too hot hic- hiccups oh it's coming oh, okay. <laughs> it comes. oh my god <laughs> oh yeah it is this is not very motivating, oh. just so you guys know. And you're last. Yeah, this is. I'm, I'm not motivated Holy by fuck. the actions that I oh. see here across the table of my co-host. Is he done? Ha! <laughs> oh, yeah. Is he done? Oh yeah. fuck! It's All right, Miss, your turn. My, comrade, oh. my comrades. Well, no one's gonna hear me because I don't have. A, no. uh, I got your. Is it worse than the top ramen that we oh. had that time? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's work. fucking worse. Oh, guaranteed. It's motherfucking. Wor- you know, I want to know if it's worse than the death taco <laughs> challenge we did. <laughs> Wait, I am not excited to try this. Actually, there was. I'll make that quite but, clear. But, by the way, by by accepting this challenge, we, we are not responsible for what happens afterwards. Okay? Too late. I already started. <coughs> Tom's drinking beer. This is all on balance point okay, now. Okay, Tom's out. I, what? I didn't drink beer. Not a you can't, I'm sorry. I should have established rules. You can't have anything until we have a winner. It's fucking <laughs> orange juice. It didn't you do anything. Up still. <laughs> And, Wait, and I'm not out because I didn't know the rules. You want to see who could last the longest without, without taking, drinking without anything? Drinking anything. <sighs> okay. Missy's without, it, right. without drinking anything. Right now, Missy's killing it. She's oh. killing it. Fuck. Bro. <sighs> Missy's showing how the Latinos do it. <laughs> oh, my God. Did you say it's spicy? Yeah, she's bouncing on her fucking heels right now. Oh, my God. <sighs> <sighs> oh, dude. How's it no. taste, Miss? My mouth hurts so bad. But but is it good though? Yeah, it, it has good flavor. Really good flavor for like the first eight seconds, and then all of a sudden your mouth oh. fucking. No, but we've always had like that that chips and salsa that's too hot, but you keep going back because Ugh. it tastes really good. No, I don't know that about that. It. I don't know about that. Step, step yeah. in your turn. I can't have anything oh. to drink. Hey guys. 
you didn't just drink water? Fuck you, you're out. We got rid of the Hispanic. No, We're doing good, Tom. I wasn't listening. I was eating my... Ugh. Yeah, see the rules. Yeah, you're drinking water because it's goddamn fucking hot. You're I out. I think there has to be a round two. I don't know. The rules, That's not uh, fair. It gets hotter. Just say. Uh, yeah, it gets hotter. Steph, your turn. Come on, Rosa Parks, you're last. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> He's gonna kill me. Can you wipe mine? Well, so yeah, far, I'm Jake's a, oh, winning wait, because he hasn't taken anything a little bit before. You didn't tell us that rule before. Yeah, we didn't know the okay. rule. No, no, so. eat that bitch. I can't stay here all day. Come on. Oh, he's okay? not eating on purpose. No, this is like on. he's getting back at white appropriation or some shit. It's just spilled. You should have taken that goddamn beer. Come on, eat your wings. Stop. God damn it. Just eat the fucking wings. Don't drink anything after. It makes it worse. Do not touch your eyes. That's why we have gloves. Don't drink anything after. It makes it worse. Stop. Eat your wings. Come on. Do it. He's just looking at it. And it's not going to make a change. Come on. It's not going to get less hot by sitting there, goddammit. Eat it, Steph. Goddamn. Steph, I made him go first, goddammit. I looked out for you. Why are you not looking out for me? Eat the fucking thing. We got to disqualify his ass. How you guys feeling? Hey, there was no no time structure there. How you guys feeling right now? What are are you like... Are you like having a psychological battle with the wing right now? No, no, no. I'm just taking my sweet time. Just don't drink Steph, anything afterwards. I, I promise you, it makes it worse. I made you go last because you, so you didn't have to go first. See that pinky out right and he's there? He's drinking. <laughs> Look at. See that pinky out? And you want me to tell wing. you how spicy it is? You drink your saliva afterwards. Oh. And that's my supposed t- to be a motivational. My tool? tongue. My tongue is on fire. <sighs> it's not hotter than I the taco. I think it's getting a little better. But it's burning in my throat and in my stomach. I can feel it in my stomach. Just oh. on my tongue. I'm you sure my ass not, that, Missy, you said the death taco was hotter than that? Oh, yeah. Holy <laughs> shit. Yeah, the death taco, your throat closed up. Okay. This one's I'm just my tongue's on fire. Now, so. How's Steph doing? He's doing okay. He's fine. It takes a minute. Don't drink anything after. That's the problem. It takes a minute. And then it pops. It has good flavor. It's just fucking spicy. The flavor is... Good. So, so we succeeded, or Jared succeeded. <coughs> yeah, it was flavorful for about three seconds. <laughs> I don't think I could eat like. <coughs> Are you gonna eat another one, Tom? I don't. Your know. gloves are already off because Someone I had, has I had to, to like touch well, my right face. Well, right now everyone's had one, so who can, who's gonna have two? Maybe three. Oh God! Listen, I don't like beer, and I don't like that bucket enough. No, the bucket oh. stays. No, the bucket. The bucket oh. is for the show. It, we're, we're, you're oh. just competing for the crawlers. Oh. Oh, good. So I can. I want the porter. Oh. Steph, how you doing no, down no, there? No, the beers are up for grabs. No. Touch the cans with your- <laughs> <laughs> all right. Just, well, just a, a public service comment. The beers are up for grabs now. now. Steph, is Steph done? Steph's done. Yeah. All right, Tom, you doing another one or are you out? No, Jake, you went first. Oh, yeah, you have to go next. All right, give me another one. Give me another one. Hurry up. Fuck, really? Oh, God. All right, give me a wet. I need gloves. <laughs> You're doing another one? I get. Oh fuck! I don't want to do this. Not fun. <laughs> Steph, how you I feeling? I really want to do this. Drink what happened to the round two team? You're gonna do another one? I, why? Yeah. Oh, fuck! That's a big ass fucking wing, man. You couldn't have given me a right. little one. You could have given me a like not the Jesus drum. Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh god! Here we go. Can I get a stand-in? Does anybody want to volunteer to eat mine? No. Mm-mm. If I win, you get beer. Dude, I'm not eating another wing. That's ridiculous. Mm. What oh, am god. I proving? <sighs> I can buy a growler, right? <laughs> okay, how much does a growler right. cost? <laughs> okay, you have to come visit us. Oh, God, fuck okay me, that. fuck me, <laughs> fuck 
fuck. Go, go, go. I really gotta go? It's your turn, motherfucker. Oh, stupid. Oh, God. I just feel obligated to win the white boys. Oh, God. Oh, my shit is gonna be out of control. Somebody said that Jake started off white before this challenge started, so. Mm. Oh, God. I'm sweating everywhere. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Tom made it. Tom made it. All right, miss. Go, 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 go. Mm. Uh, Steph's over there drinking stint. You out, Steph? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. He said oh, he was shit. he was going to have another one. <laughs> By the way, I just got to say that but the, be- the, the Bell's Point team, are, are oh, they're, they're delivering on YouTube right now. <laughs> they're ripping hard. I just want to say okay. that one. Okay, either my mouth is just so numb and I can't feel it. <sighs> Like this. <laughs> oh, Steph, come on, dude. Oh, oh I'm drooling. I'm, I need that napkin because I'm, I'm drooling out my mouth. I'm drooling. I'm drooling out my mouth and it's dripping on my pants. I need a, I need a napkin. Why are you think, talking like you're fucking retarded? Because I know what's wrong. It's, it's too fucking hot. Oh. <laughs> did the wing make you, did the wing make you slow? <sighs> Jake, that's not going to do anything. <sighs> my eyes are watering. <laughs> I just want to point out that Missy's still going, which means you're going to have to eat again if you want to beat her. Missy, are you eating another one? Fuck! I'm winning. Tom, are you out? What do you want? What do you want? Nothing, just to win. (laughs) If I stop now, you can can pick the pumpkin down beer, and I'll take the watermelon. I want that watermelon now. Oh, where is this hot coming from? Why is it getting fuck? hot now? I ate the wing four minutes ago. <laughs> I was okay. And it just came back. Are we doing another one? Oh, this sucks. But I don't know if I can do one more. Oh, I just want to stick my face in that bucket. You said the bucket belongs to the show, right? Yeah, the bucket belongs to the show. Is there ice in the bucket? Yes. Oh. I might have to it's get like oh my one with a bucket. It's like burning fucking everywhere. Is it down to just uh, it's Jacob? Just, it's just Missy, Tom, and Jake. Oh, okay, okay, no, okay. it's down to Missy and Jake. Oh. No, now it's down to Missy. And Jake. <coughs> down to Missy. All right, give me another. I'm not letting this bitch win. <laughs> oh, damn. There's, There's only two oh. beers. Aaron, There's Steph's wing right there. <sighs> you don't need it. Yeah, you can take no, it. this one's doused in sauce. Oh, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. I think I'm going to throw up. Oh, the mouth, the water feels so good in my mouth. Shut up, Tom. I think I'm going to throw up. Jake, it feels so good when it hits your lips. I don't know if I could throw again. Oh, you got to go. Oh, God. So what kind of peppers are there? So we have uh, Carolina Reaper, Habanero, and Ghost Chili. Oh, I they, just want to like. Um, they hit him at the end with jalapeno. What's the estimated uh, soul million? Nine fucking um, hundred million. Nine hundred million. How many Carolina Reapers did you I put in that little at bottle? One hundred and twenty to one hundred eighty thousand. Oh, that bottle wasn't that. Max said they look great. Wasn't that big? How many Carolina Reapers did you put in there? Yeah. Uh, eight. Oh. In that little bottle, you put eight Carolina Reapers. Yeah. Holy fuck, man. 
You know what? I'd like to point out that there are people commenting that said that they could do this challenge, but they didn't show up. Fuck you, those pussy ass bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Who's saying that? The thing is, is <laughs> if I eat yeah, this we one. Sauce well, left over. We have a second challenge coming up soon. The thing is, is if I eat this one, we're still tied. Yeah, yeah. That, means, that means he's going to have to go again. Are we, are we ready for another one? If you eat that one, I'm eating another one. I don't give a fuck. I ain't losing. <sighs> I can't I'm ready to go. So you eat it. So you can do your number four. For a, a free beer. Uh, it's the. I don't even want to win because yeah. I don't even drink beer. What's I just want to win. Are you eating it or not? <laughs> Shit or get off the pot. Oh. If you're you're out. You're out. No, I fucking. I didn't even drink any. <laughs> Well, make up your fucking mind. I'm dying over here. I'm going to eat it. Missy, the water oh, doesn't God. do anything anyways. It just comes back and it hurts. I'm Hurry the fuck time. up. I can take my time. Oh. We do have a paramedic I in the house, like that, fortunately. Oh. Because this guy right here. I don't understand why the chicks with meth like grind their teeth and shit. Because... <laughs> Oh, you actually look like your fucking wing. You, Hurry actually, up. you actually look like you're on meth. <laughs> so the wings have made you retarded and a meth addict. Good. Well, they say if you get, uh, you get. Will you I don't know what's coming next because we. I don't know what's going to happen next when Jake eats the fourth Jake, one. Jake Wusa, Jake Wusa. There is no Wusa. Because let me tell you something. That shit just keeps coming back. Come on. <sighs> Still Are you going to eat another one after this? I don't think you need to eat another one. Well, she, she needs one more oh. to win. What's the, chef, what's the chef's name that made this? Jared, asshole motherfucker. Jared, chef Jared, Jared, oh. Jared Martinez. Jared, you are the <laughs> devil. <laughs> what's the name of this sauce? Uh, Lucifer's Tears. <sighs> yep, that's a hot. That's hot, goddammit. Come on, just eat But I tell you, though. You make that shit at your restaurant, and you're gonna. There's gonna be like a cult following for that shit. <laughs> it's hot though. I think I'm gonna pass out. Hey, take your hat off. That would be a radio underland first. Hey, they, there's beers right in front of We're you. We're tied right now. You have to eat another one to win. <laughs> there are beers. You right have to eat another one to win. No, she's got to eat another one to tie you. Are you tapping out? I ain't drinking shit. But you have to eat another one to win. And if I eat this one, you have to eat two to win. Jake, Jake, control your breathing. Dude, she's legit like, oh, shit. Are you control not going to eat this one? We're tied right now. You have to eat another to win. Don't touch your face. Son of a bitch. God damn it. Oh, my God. It's like a grizzly bear. Now she's. Hey, that bucket's not for puking, by the way. Oh God! I don't want to take you to the hospital. He is gonna pay for that shit tomorrow. Literally. This shit is so hot, man. It's gonna be like Mario at their house tomorrow. They're gonna be spitting fireballs. Dude, I just want to point out that Missy is not even like making a noise. She's not even sweating for Christ's sakes. I still got tears coming oh. out of my eyes. Oh. My fucking eyes are watering. And I ate the wing 10 minutes ago. You have to eat one more to win. My tongue is legit. Like feels like I'm done. I ain't eating it's more. Like melting. I ain't eating more. Fuck well, this shit. Either she eats one or Jake starts drinking. Oh. Come on, Missy. 
Come on, miss. You gotta get one more, miss. Uh, oh. Okay. I'll let you pick one. Oh. <laughs> oh, she's gonna whoop your ass right now. Dude, she. I don't give a shit. I don't give a oh. fuck. That was swimming in sauce, too. Uh, uh, <sighs> oh, man. Oh, my God. Come on, Missy. Get that one all Audrey Hepburn like. <laughs> Jake, take your gloves off, okay? I'm done. I'm out. Yeah. Take your gloves off. I'm out. Don't touch your face, okay? Oh, oh God. Oh, fuck. Fuck that. How many did we do? Four? You ate four. She's on five. Jake did four. <sighs> Holy shit. <laughs> Miss, you're on number five? Are you serious? This is five. You guys are nuts, man. Steph, this is about principality. Yeah, fuck that shit. Principality, but I get what you're trying to say. Oh, fuck me. I apparently don't have it. No principle about burning my fucking tongue off. I was in third place. That's all I know. Fire out your butthole tomorrow. No, thank you. Aaron said you're not a trooper. You're a bitch. All right, so Missy won. Yeah, she won. Missy, how you feeling? It's spicy. Oh, my God. It just keeps coming back. Oh. All right, who else is going to eat this shit? Okay. I want to see Aaron do this shit. Okay, hold on, wait, before I eat one. Fucking <sighs> down. Thank you. Oh. How many do we eat, Jared? We have to keep talking. How are we going to tell? How many? Uh, two of them. I'm afraid to drink That's water to make it worse. It do, it doesn't make it worse, but it doesn't make it. All right, better who's either. up in the next round? Who's Nothing, doing this? Missy, don't drink anything carbonated. Eric's doing it. Sean, you doing it? Come on, Sean. Sean's up. Sean's saying. Come on, Sean. That's so hot. <laughs> <laughs> he said he had a tuk tac for lunch and breakfast. My eyes, Jake. My eyes are still watering. <sighs> Like, hey, do I have to do it or can I just have one? Because I can get beer anytime I want. I don't know. This is true. Aaron, this is just for principle now. This is for this is for all the all the quitters out there. Where are the guests? Oh god, my my mouth is just not it's not letting up. No, it doesn't. It doesn't go away. That's what's like fucked up. It just doesn't go away. Can I have a plain one? Give me a plain one before you dump all in there. I want a plain one. Maybe it'll make the pain go away. Here. He wants a plain one here. A plain one that hasn't been doused in sauce. You just touched it with gloves. <sighs> what happened to the ones with the dry rub? Oh, my, my gut is just... I want a plain one. That doesn't have yes, any of those crazy like peppers or shit? Yeah, you can go. Get it. No, just I don't want to eat anything. No, give it to Steph. Go ahead. I don't want to eat anything. I don't want to... I wish we had milk right now. Oh. I really do. What is this? Water. It's not going to help. Ray, yeah, he probably does. Get Rachel, get me a little bit. This is horrible. This is bad radio. We're not doing this shit anymore. Fuck and it, it. And it doesn't, and it doesn't stop. Oh, I disagree. I don't think it's bad radio. I think yes. our, our listeners it's disagree. It's bad radio. What? Wow. Uh, okay, for oh. round two, uh, if you could participate and get some gloves. 
All right, let's get a. All right, let's get a camera on these contestants. They're getting ready to do this. Oh. keeps like. Oh, we have to talk. Yeah, give me a wireless mic. I'm standing up. Oh. That was fucking spicy. Not gonna lie. But those death tacos are way spicier. That really? Oh yeah. Okay, so okay. What the hell? What is it? What is in the death taco sauce that makes it hotter than that? I don't know. My mouth's on fire right now. Not gonna lie. I feel like I'm drooling. It, it it my tongue feels like but it's like numb. With the death taco, I felt like my throat was closing up. All right, really? All right, you guys. Uh-huh. What is it made with? Did they tell you? All right, so who do we have that's all doing this? We have Jeff doing it. Jeff, you're gonna do it, right? Hell yeah. David, are you gonna do it? Hell yeah, my boy. Eric, you're gonna do it? I'm up here. All right, and Aaron? No. You're not gonna do it? What? Why do I need to do it? I don't know. I don't know that Mike's Aaron, you better talk to me. Because we because we did it. So and because and Jared, your daughter did one. I think Jared should do it too. Oh, yeah, I was like, up. damn. All right. Uh, let's get this camera over on these guys. Jared, though, the flavor is really good. Yeah. Jared, I do agree. Sean, Sean, I'm, like, those do, are super hot, challenge. but they are there is the there is there is a flavor though. Yeah, it, it really was tasty. You got to eat one. You gotta eat one. You ride a Harley. You gotta cut one. You gotta eat you one. One, maybe eat one. Yeah. All right. Hey, get get Sean some some gloves. He's gonna eat one. Now we don't have time to go through all of you guys eating Sean's one by gonna, one like Sean's we did. Gonna so shit his, to Sean's go. gonna shit his pants on his motorcycle. All on right. The way home. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna take one wing at a time. You eat the wing, and when you're done with the wing, ask for another one. Yeah, right. gotta ask for another one, and we're gonna see how far you guys can go. Do you guys need a plate for like the Ugh. trash? No, they're gonna keep the bones on their on their plate. That's oh. what they're gonna do. Jake. Yeah. Okay, thank you. I got some milk coming in. I needed some milk. That dry oh, rubble is milk. Good. Let me try it. It's spicy. I was just trying not to let it get on my lips because my lips are chapped. Well, that helps. I, I need to put my lips in it. You are so dramatic. And you say I'm dramatic? That'll help. The milk does help. The milk does help. All right. Milk, Can we play some music for these guys? I think they need some like bitty bitty bum bum or something. All right, so here they go. You guys can do Ready? it. Ready? Go. Let's do this. Start eating it. Come on. Let's go. Cheers. Cheers. I'm going to get in here. <laughs> hey, nobody gave Jared uh, Jared one. Give him a plate. Here. He needs a plate. That's it eh, okay. I'm in the middle of the camera. We're... Spicy is a fucking understatement. Jeff's already done. Jeff is one down. My money's on. I'm going with Eric. My uh, money's so on Eric. So good. All right. Eric's already one down. Right, Eric wants another one. Jeff and Eric are on number two. Jared, how's your own concoction doing, man? How's it doing? I'm happy with the flavor. It's yeah. good flavor. The flavor's, good. The flavor's yeah. good, man. It's just yeah, hot. It is until that shit bites you on the back. Sean, how are you doing back there? I can't believe you have five. What the fuck? Sean, do you have any you? words? Sean ain't saying shit. I'm sure he's out after one. Jared's on number two. Jeff's on number three. David's on number two. Eric's on number three. You guys are fucking insane. I can tell you that. Sean's on one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, you know what? Uh, hold on, hold on. Sean's taking a sweet time. You okay, David? Yeah, hold on. Hold You're on. Latino. I'm a widow, and I ate four. Get your shit together. Uh, so for our listeners, we've got no, one. I'm two, You're out? four, so six four. guys. Mr. Latino David's out. Oh, we already got one Jeff tapping out. Yours. We got somebody tapping four, out already. Jeff's four. on number four. <coughs> so is Eric. Okay. And Eric is on number four. Oh, Eric's, yeah, man, it looks like a massacre. Uh, and, and Sean almost finished half of one, and he's already out. Number five. Eric's on five. What the fuck Eric's is wrong? You guys have some serious genes, miss. 
Okay. No, Eric's on six. Woo! That's the last one. That's the last one. We're not mixing it up anymore. I'm spinning. <laughs> well, they can tie out on this one. Jeff, you're on number what? Uh, five. You got the hiccups. Woo! You got the hiccups now, don't you? Yep. Yep. Did you get the hiccups, Eric? I'm good. Fuck! What a beast. Who drinks the sauce? Who's gonna drink? You want to know what it is? My abuelita. No, I'm not made drinking any of the sauce. Chilaquiles growing up, and they were spicy as fuck. And that is where we get our tolerance from. I guess so. That I guess Jeff good. got six. <laughs> Legit. Jeff and Aaron both got when six. When growing so we up, ran out. we didn't call them chilaquiles. Holy they were called chela killers. If I had this, if and I that's had probably this, just as spicy as this. If I had the flavor without the horrible bite at the back end, it would be dream come true. So if you can make that same sauce. Without that, you know, burn the your whole back good. in. The sauce now, is Jared, really good. I'll tell you the good thing about that: that whatever is in that sauce, like new the milk, inst- almost instantly neutralizes it. Yeah. No. So it went away, it went away like other sauces I've had. That the one I was telling you about earlier that it was like paste, it didn't do anything. That actually almost yeah, immediately helped. Huh? You need some? I'll take some milk. <laughs> We need. Oh, oh no! That was the last that of was it, it, and Jake just took the last sip of the milk. Sorry about that. We got beer though. <laughs> no, well, Eric won yeah. the last one. <laughs> Eric won it. Yeah, but it, but it does a. But I will. But I'm surprisingly like how quick it went away. Uh, it's insane. No, no, this is yours. Did he win? Thank you. Yeah, they, I told you my man, his, my money was him on Eric. Jeff, him and Jeff both did like five Fam- and a half, right? Family who eat spicy things together. They both did drink five and a half. Together. Okay. Also, rubs their buttholes together. <laughs> yeah. Just so you know. Oh man, but there'll be some good. You, there's going to be some good you YouTube some content tomorrow morning. If I open it. Yeah, you open it. I'll drink it. <laughs> so you got point, your beer. What beer I'm did you get, Eric? Where's that microphone for Eric? So Missy wants oh, the two the, the two Legospi clan. Even though Eric's last name is Soto, they're they're tied in together. Um, so the two family members won this Eric. and Jeff. So Missy, you're drinking a, a pumpkin down Scottish L. All right, okay, with a five point eight from Ballast Point. Ballast Point hooked us up with a lot of free shit tonight, which is cool. Or maybe it wasn't free. I think Aaron bought it, but whatever. We'll call it a corporate sponsorship Shut because we're shameless. Oh. <laughs> Maybe yeah, Jared, that's like it. a bunt cake. Thank you so in a much beer. for making that shit. That shit was it. It, it was actually really good. It's yeah. just fucking hot. Bad flavor, man. It, it had very flavor. flavor. Very good flavor. He just literally <sighs> thanked you for the shit that he's gonna take. <laughs> yeah, I'll call you in the morning when I'm bent over at 4 a.m. shitting my brains out and trying to find a gallon of ice cream to sit in. For sure, there's <sighs> gonna be blood on that. <laughs> I'm just saying, there's there's Jesus, gonna be blood. This is good. Yeah, I'll drink anything right now as long as I'm not eating. It's I good. The milk, sure. it, like my mouth's better now. The milk takes took it away. That was each and every one that. of you that had over three is gonna have a problem rupture butthole tonight. Don't say that. Yeah, Sorry, my life. You. Steph, you only had one. Sean had like You're half right. of one. I fucking quit. That's because I'm smart. Sean, where, where did you, you go? Jackasses. What are you doing, Sean? Standing in the fan. <laughs> Standing in the fan. For his butt. Hey, Sean. Sean, do you have any new jokes for us tonight, or what's going on, man? You got anything going on? Because I just want to take a break and stop talking. Because, uh, oh, where's your microphone? No, it's right here. Hang on. There you go. All right, that one works. What's up, Sean? Aaron, did you take the rest of you my still milk? Recovering from that uh, little uh, half a week. Did you, you take did? the rest of yeah. my milk? I didn't have any milk. Oh. <laughs> So, Sean, what's going on in your life? Uh, last time I talked to you, what was going on last time we talked to Sean? He was, uh... So, um, oh, yeah, the, the girl called me creepy a couple times last week. No, kind of, kind oh, of, where the fuck bummer. did she pull that out of her ass? But, uh, 
Hold on, a girl Who was calling you, you creepy. creepy? On, the, on, the, on the comments last, last week on <laughs> Facebook, I was like, names twice. He was like, mm. Oh, oh you're all, okay, hold on, Sean. One thing you can never do is go back and read the comments of the show. Uh, I don't even do that. Really? You do it? You do that every time? Yeah, every time. Do you really? Well, and some girl was calling you creepy and it, and, and it hurt you. Oh, because we were talking about the, we were talking yeah, about the song that he, wrote for the, that he wrote for his boss's wife. I mean, not his boss's wife. The secretary, the secretary of the office. Of the office. Anyways, but check this out. So, guys, that's a better topic. So, by my house, they've had a... Uh, this graffiti's been going up, you know what I mean? It's been going up along the freeway. Can we get the camera shot? And, um, we guys all got out of the way. So, um, so, I mean, those have been putting these spots on there on the freeway, right? They've been putting their initials or whatever they put up there, and it's been getting more and more along this freeway. They've been putting these brick walls along, along there about four or five miles along the freeway. Yeah. So I started getting irritated with that, you know what I mean? And I was thinking, what am I going to do to fix this, you know? And so at first I was thinking about getting first in a pink paint. And writing like My Pretty Pony on, on one of them, and I love Cabbage Patch Dolls on the other one. Oh, you just want to be a tagger. Yeah, I want to tag back, you know? Uh-huh. So I started brainstorming, and I started thinking about it more and more. And I was like, you know what? I said, let's make this a, a little, little fag circle. So I went down. Hold to on, the, what kind of circle? Little fag circle. So I went down to the Hold first on, one. what kind of circle? Are you referring to cigarettes for the British? Or? Yeah, 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 yeah. Hold on, did you just say what I think you said? Yeah. For, for and he the means British. it the way you think he means it. Sean, you can't do that anymore. It's not proper. Not bad. I'm out. <laughs> oh, go ahead. Go ahead with your with your Tell us whatever about your circle, circle you were talking. No, it's okay. I don't want freedom I mean, of speech. I'm not. Caught. No. 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 Get up to the mic. Get up to the mic. Please finish the story. It's just, kind of, it's just kind of an opposite lifestyle of what those people would portray. That's all. There's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with it, but it's just kind of an opposite lifestyle of what they you would portray. You just can't use that word in particular. Yeah, you can. Allegedly. <laughs> Who the fuck says you can't? I mean, I don't think they like you. Maybe I'll just keep this joke. Let's go to someone else. I want to hear the punchlines. I have a feeling it involves an asshole. Go. So I went to the Pink Pony all the spots in there, I went in the morning and late the night and, and, and I tagged all of them in a row, you know? And I, I just put on, well, I feel bad now, I don't want to say it. Just but say I, I tagged them all, I tagged them all, I put, I put the first one like, I, I kiss him, and the second one was like, I hold his hand, and the third one was like, well, I touch him, and the fourth one said like, well, I take a picture, and then the last one I said, that's not, that's not unfriendly, is it? And then, uh, but when you drove by the freeway and you seen all the tag spots, it made it seem like they're all like, like doing So you made a giant circle jerk. <laughs> Out of billboards. <laughs> out, of, out of the graffiti. Out of the graffiti. And when, when I woke up the next morning, I went to bed and I woke up the next morning, I went there like about one or two in the afternoon to go drive and look at it. All of, all of them were painted brown. They painted all over all of them. Then the next morning, within the next day. Uh, okay, yeah. yeah. Sean, you might want to drop that one from your from your lineup because I don't think you can use the word. Uh, what what was that word, Tom? That fag circle. There you ah, go. that's it. Steph can say it. He's, he's got an extra. I apologize if I offend anybody. I didn't, I didn't mean to be like that. No, you just didn't. <clears throat> Only the fags in this room, so don't feel <laughs> yeah, bad about yeah, it. No, yeah, I'm yeah. sorry, man. That was a bad joke. Sometimes I make people laugh a lot, and sometimes I say things that aren't funny, you know. But I keep trying to push the limits, and sometimes it's not funny, and I apologize if it wasn't. Uh, well, that's that's a rough one, you know, because Sean, you have to be, you have to be uh, alert that you know in today's comedic world. There are boundaries. I mean, you can't just say, I think, I, I, think I push the boundaries. Why, though? Why is fag a boundary? Well, oh, come on. Like, I'm not trying to, it, that's, how is that a derogatory term? Usually, though. most of my comedies, I'm not trying to put anybody down. And that's where some of you have probably even heard anything uh, out of me this year, being kind of like native towards another person. So I just try to make jokes about myself because I'm hilarious. But uh, Would you consider yourself homophobic? 
No, no. How far would you go with a gay guy? <laughs> they're, they're, they're in would the army. Would you kiss him on the lips? No. Well, you just so happen to have one next to you, so... <laughs> oh, easy. <laughs> easy. Aaron's going to Aaron's gonna spit on our food next time. Let's, let's bring the bell and talk about a different topic. We like, no, 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 no. I, I, I want to know, like, like, like... No more uh, fact talk? Let's talk about this for a second. Uh, no, come on, Sean. Let's talk about this for a second. Now, if you met a girl, right, and she was drop-dead gorgeous, drop-dead gorgeous, and, and you guys got along and you're dating her for, like, say, let's say four months, okay? And you found out she had a penis. And you found out that she used to have a penis. What would you do? <laughs> she used to have one? Used to have one, and you guys are best of friends. You talk for four <laughs> hours on the phone every night. She's beautiful. She's a, she's the hottest girl you've ever dated. Wait. Good, good feet. She has good feet. You've already been giving her pedicures. And you find out. He's already that, contemplating. He said. And you find out that in the past. She used to have one. She used to have a penis. Yeah, once so, you say that, you've already crossed the threshold. As long threshold. as she doesn't have one anymore, pretty much. Yeah, Sean, what, 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 would you, what would you do at that point in time? You're in love. You're in, no, no doubt about it. You're in love. You're giving her pedicures. You're giving her Harley Davidson flip-flops. You're giving her Harley Davidson tank tops. She's riding on the back of your Harley. You've already introduced her to all your friends. I just say that. And, you, and you've never got along with her. Anybody, as much as you get along with this girl, you think that she's your soulmate, but you find out that she used to have a penis. What do you do? Let's let's get real close to the mic with whatever that answer is. He is deep in thought right now. Come on, Sean. I, 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 I don't kiss and tell, so I couldn't go on more about that. No, no, no. no, I, I, no. What would to, you do? What would you do? I'd keep it going on until there was a, there was a problem with it. There's a problem with it, then I have to stop it. But there's no problem with it, then I keep it going on. You hear that? That's because Sean's you, fucking you would, progressive. You would, you're very progressive, progressive, Sean. So you would continue a relationship with a dude. <laughs> me, me and you are friends, are we? I mean, you are friends, yeah, are we? And I ain't fucking Whoa. you, and you ain't giving me pedicures either. Yeah, don't touch me. <laughs> what kind of what kind of message did he just send right now? I don't know, but he's throwing out the gay vibe, and I'm not on it. <laughs> hey, can you use that? That's pretty yeah, okay. Well, I can say gay vibe. Who's the pitcher? Who's the catcher? I just want to know. I'm a little curious. I don't know. So, so, so I. Is so your we, husband catching your pitcher? Well, see, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just explaining to our listeners that you are progressive, and we just established that Sean would date a dude. As long as the cock and balls were not there. Okay. That's right. what he said. Yeah, he said, said former dude. Yeah, yeah. Now, okay. Now, now, what would be something... Hold on, Sean. Pay attention. Pay attention. Pay attention. Pay attention. Let's reel this back in. Now, what would be something that would be a deal breaker after that? Because you found out that she used to be a he. What's worse no? than that? Hold on. <laughs> no. Hold on. How, did, how does... What's how worse does than that? She kills he, puppies for a living. Like, I mean, like... No, no, no. Because <laughs> I, I'm getting to it. What's Dude, the identification, I though? Used to have if a they dick. identify as a she... They identify as a she. Well, then obviously Sean is still heterosexual as he okay, identifies. Okay, okay, okay. So I'll defend that. So, so you have this conversation with him, Shem, her, he, him, her, whatever, uh, <laughs> and, and you find out that, that she used to be a man. But you're like, you know what? I'm going to saddle up. I'm going to ride this bucking bronco, and we're going to keep this rodeo going. Literally. And you're like, I'm not going to let that stop me. I'm not going to be a, a little absence of, di of shaft and balls. Stop me. I'm going to keep on continuing down this road. <laughs> Where do you draw the line Hold on. That? No, no, no. But, but then all of a sudden, one of your buddies, one of your, one of your good buddies. No, I want to know where the Over line the is top. after the fact. One of your good buddies comes up to you and says, hey, Sean, you know Erica that you're dating? Uh... I remember her from high school, and his name was Eric, and he used to have a penis. So now cat's out of the bag. Now it starts spreading like a wildfire through your friends that Sean is dating a girl that used to be a guy. Would that put an end to it? 
if everybody knew if everybody knew that the girl that you had such a wonderful time with and that you were in love with but you're saying that everything was it was just bliss <clears throat> everything was bliss but oh. now everybody knows but everybody knows that'd be, that'd be up to me and her to maybe to move or, or you would move maybe maybe move or if I want to be with her or just to go clear skate or uh, it's hard, hard time you're putting just so many uh, variables in there coming to play you know what I mean and uh Maybe I'm just slightly conservative in the fact that because that, that that's an ending motion right there. Yeah, yeah not for Sean. Sean well, is no, so just progressive. Come on, really? You, you feel he would just move to San person, Francisco, and then and and then you bust a, a nut inside it, and then they tell you <laughs> that. <laughs> I can't even do <laughs> that. Now, Sean, balls now too, Sean like, if you, so so the dude that you're you dating can't keep that going. So Sean, the dude that you're dating, you decide one day that you want to have kids. Do you have any kids now? No, I don't have any kids. But uh, do, do you think that you would ever want to have kids? Uh, this is God's way. It just hasn't been, you know? Well, obviously, I've if tried. you're dating a dude, it's not God's way. So <laughs> we can jump right past that. So if, if you came to that obstacle in your relationship, what would you do? If you wanted to have kids and, and, and Erica wants to have kids too, do you adopt? What do you do? Brought to you by Ballast Point. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the commercial. <laughs> I'm just asking, Sean. I want to know. Allegedly, okay. I mean, we've already. I tried to help. We've already established that you're gay. I just want to see how gay you are. (laughs) Shit. Oh, he's gonna get mad. He's gonna get mad at me, Mm -hmm. Sean. I'm just messing around with you. Uh, But 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 let's talk about that for a second. So somebody in the comments called you. There was another skitter. Do you remember when I told you? I I texted another one too. I was on. I can't remember. Sometimes. Talk in the mic. Get closer. I'll give you another. I took you like three ideas or three skits I had. That was one of them, the bombs. And then I think I had two other ones. I can't remember. Uh, it's been a crazy day. I got a job today at the uh, at a golf course. Yeah. Oh yeah. Doing what? I'm closing down the golf course, like the last four hours of the golf course. Yeah. Cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, Part time cool. job. I see we're avoiding the conversation about Very your good. boyfriend, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. He tried to bring it into a joke. <laughs> yeah, this is my yeah, thing. Yeah. By the time you make a decision that you're gonna have a a, a, a meaningful relationship with a you're person carry on with who it. used to be the same sex as you. Yeah, like by that time, who gives a fuck what anybody thinks? Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I, I don't know how much it matters. I mean, It would matter to me. That would be a breaking point for me. It would be a breaking point. I, the more so because like... Even if it was the love of your life That's stuff, a huge lie. Like that's a that huge lie. That is a lie. huge lie. But what else if, are they lying about? And yes, because I don't uh, like men. It could be just that. <laughs> is that okay? So, is that okay that I... What if it was just that? That I'm just... So no, it, that's not I, okay. I don't like it, penis. It's but what if thing. it wasn't a lie? What if they just always identified as a female? And I don't they give were a born shit about what parts. they identify as. <laughs> if you were born with a penis, <laughs> you, you and I probably not going to be. I'm just saying right. it's not my thing. But Steph, we're getting Back to the point that. in society when somebody. They I'm might, not hating on anybody they else might, for they making might, that but choice. But the thing is. No, no. More power to the people who do make those choices and are okay with that. I will support them. It's just not a good choice for me. Not a good fit. Not what my what thing. I'm saying is we're, in a, time, we're in a time sure. in society where somebody is legitimately not going to, they're going to feel like they're not lying to you by saying you, that if, I was always a female. Let me tell you, if you professed your love for Tom right now at this very moment. I love Tom. <laughs> and you truly meant it. Not in that kind I, of way. I would not feel any differently about you before than I do now. It, it wouldn't It wouldn't change anything in my book. Whatever it makes you happy. It just No, it wouldn't even be awkward. Yeah, because they both have wives. No, no, well, it wouldn't be awkward to me. It might be awkward to them 
to them and, and then you and Ray, of course, but <laughs> not so much for me. I'd be on the outside looking in like, okay, I'll, I'll help where I can, but I don't know what you need from me. It's just not You're my dead, thing. obviously. No, no. And see, and there's where I would draw the line. Like, Jake, I love you, but no, I'm not going to have sex with you. And that would be cool. But if you want to have sex with Tom, that would be cool too. What? And I wouldn't be mad about that. How did that. I get into this oh, conversation? I don't know how I'm getting into fucking Tom, but <laughs> Ste- I'm just Steph, saying, well, I think you just hurt Jake's feelings. Why? Because I, I don't want to have feelings. sex with him. He doesn't hurt my feelings. Sorry. No, I. I, I'm just I don't want to be the pitcher I'm, or the catcher in that baseball game. I'm just Sorry. saying that we're in a time in today's society where somebody's going to come out and say, "I'm a female." And then you're going to get in that situation, and six months down the road, you're going to find out, oh, yeah, they're a female, but they used to be a male. And they're going to justify it and say, no, I wasn't lying to you because I've always identified as a female. I just happened to be born with the wrong junk, but I had that taken care of. And so then what are you going to do? Because I tell you 100%, honestly, they are going to not feel like they are lying or hiding shit from you. It's not a lie. I'm not the They're, they're going to say I was always a female. I just happened to have a dick and balls, but we took care of that. And now I'm back to normal. Not debating that. I will call it, them, they, he, she, whatever. But it's a no-go for you, no matter what. It's a no-go. Even if it was, was, but I respect it. Even if you had conversations with this chick every night for hours on end, she was the she was the one person that you you used to be a dude. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. (laughs) You're too small to be a dude. Really? I know some guys my size. (sighs) I don't know. I'm just I'm just curious. (laughs) Well, anyways, I'll tell you what. What time is it? Can we wrap this show up? Shut up. Nine fifty-four. Hold on. What? Eric has something to say. Aaron. What? 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 How's the pumpkin down? It's pumpkin good. down is good. And thanks a lot to Ballast Point for sending all this shit over here. Uh, thanks, Aaron, for bringing it down. Thanks to Chef Aaron, Chef Jared for bringing those hot wings. Thanks to Max Abramson for uh, coming on and talking about his presidential campaign. Thanks to everybody out there. Uh, we've had a good time. There's nothing else we need to do tonight, right, Tom? We can wrap it up. So. I think we covered. Yeah, I think we wrap it up. Well, let me get some music to play us out. Miss, is there anything? Oh, 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 let me talk real fast about the guest that's coming on next week. Next week, we have... Uh, like I now I actually got to find the name. Give me just oh. one second. Oh, we got a big one coming. We got a big oh, guest coming on next week. Yeah, we got a big one. Coming. Uh, the guest didn't coming take on five wings to taste it. No, the de- <laughs> the guest coming on next week is David Oman. Now, David Oman is a producer, creator, co-writer, author. He's a native of Los Angeles. Oman has been in... Tr- Whose microphone is that? Let me turn this one out. Okay, there you go. Uh, David Oman, uh, he's been intrigued by the paranormal from his early childhood and has been curious about the spirit world ever since. In 1999, Oman, with his father, started to build the house on CeeLo Drive. Cello. Cello Drive, just down the street from the infamous Sharon Tate murders. <laughs> Sharon Tate murders. For those of you who don't know, we're talking about the Manson murders. So basically, in 1999, this guy built a house. Now, the structures where the Manson murders happened and where Sharon Tate uh, died, that building's already been torn down. So he goes down there in 1999 and builds a house as close as you could possibly get to where the actual murders happened. Now, since then, uh, David Oman has had this house that has been severely haunted with par- paranormal activity. In fact, you can go to his YouTube, youtube.com slash David Oman, O-M-A-N. We should and, go spend the night. And you can see some of the shit that's going on in his house. So it got so severe there at his house that he installed 16 high-definition cameras around the house recording all the time to catch all the paranormal activity that's happened there. So basically, he thinks that his house is haunted by the ghost of the Manson murders. Let's okay? go spend the night there. 
So David's coming on. He's going to phone us from his house with the cameras active and all that kind of stuff. He's His house has been featured on eight paranormal uh, TV shows, and they've been the top-rated shows on that show. Uh, Nielsen ratings and all that kind of stuff. It's wh- Whenever the show has done a show about his house, it's been the top-rated show of that season. And he has been on, let me see, let me see if I can find it real quick. Um, he's been on eight paranormal reality shows, including Ghost Hunters, Dead Famous Live, Searching for Satan, My Ghost Story, Haunted History, Paranormal Witness, Ghost Adventures, Ghost Adventures Aftershocks. And all these shows on the Oman house have been... On, that, that his house has been on have been the highest rated episodes to date for those series. Uh, so David's coming on next week. We're going to be talking because I know it's Halloween. It's October. We're getting around all the haunted stuff and everything like that. So David's coming on next week and we're going to talk about his experiences and everything that's been going on at that house, the house on cello drive where the Manson murders took place. Maybe we'll get lucky and catch something. Yeah. That's, and that's what he said. He said, you know, you know, he's all, I'll do it from home and then we've got the cameras active and maybe we'll catch something happening while he's, uh, on the, on the phone with us. So my sister was at the queen Mary and stayed there. Yeah, and she said she said a ghost. She said she saw a ghost. It was a ghost. Hey, you know, at the Queen Mary, you can actually stay in the most haunted room, which is like C or D three thirty five or something like that. You can stay in the most haunted room that's supposed to be haunted by a whole family. Yeah, I want to do it, Sean. Sean, would you stay in a haunted room at the Queen Mary that's supposed to be uh, haunted by a whole family? You did it. Yeah, we were on the same hall. Oh. Oh, uh, where's the microphone? And hey, pass that down for a second. Only if Erica's with me, I would do it. If Erica, if Erica was there, as long as you had a, a, a nice dick to cuddle up to, you'd be fine. Okay, I'll tuck it in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Eric, you you stayed on the haunted deck at the Queen yeah, Mary. Uh, yeah, we did. It was a it was a Groupon, and we and I stayed there a couple days right before New Year's a few years ago. Mm. Um, and then part of the Groupon was you got you got the uh, regular tours. The haunted walk, and then the after-hour haunted walk. So you got the. You're, you're you're not even allowed to go into the pool because there's a mother of pearl. Like there's a mother. The tiles are mother of pearl, which are yeah. illegal now. So the only way to get those tiles are off the black market. Somehow they're going to complete that legally. Yeah. Okay. I bet it is. So you get a you get a legal entrance into that. But uh, yeah, there is a per, supposedly paranormal activity. You can hear everything. I mean, it's not like a. have been on any like a carnival cruise or something like that. Uh, man, you can hear fucking everything. You can hear yeah. someone washing their, you know, brushing their teeth next door. You can hear all that. So it's really hard to differentiate the noise you're hearing. The your pipes noise, in the yeah. Walls and so I even walked out in the middle of the middle of the night, like because it's run like a hotel. Yeah. Like, and then we were uh, what? It was like eight, nine. We were in the same hall from. It's called the Churchill Room. Yeah. And it's haunted, and they're renovating it, and now it's it's uh, it's now that's the room according to the Queen Mary. There's like a, a wait list for it now. Oh, wait list. Okay, everybody wants to stay there. Yeah, so now everyone wants to stay there. I walked over. I mean, and I was looking for it. I didn't really. You didn't catch anything? Any weird vibes? I was hoping like that? to get weird vibes. I was like, you know, putting the Ouija board, everything I can like bring out, and I was like, dude, what the fuck? I heard the pipes rattling and the mm-hmm. and the, the fan that. Shit, the fucking fan doesn't even work. So, <laughs> well, so next week we're we're, we're doing the the cello drive, the Manson murder house, and we have the owner of that house coming on. He's going to talk about all the haunted stuff that's going on at that house. We will do that next week, eight p.m. Pacific Standard Time, right at Radio Underland. Uh, you can catch us on Facebook. You can catch us on YouTube Live. 
And for those of you that are listening on Podbeam, if you want to watch the show live, you can always watch on Facebook.com slash Radio Underland. Uh, we do film this uh, in, well, we're not in front of a live studio audience, but you can see us do the show live, and you can also see it on YouTube. We are live every Tuesday, 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on YouTube and Facebook. Other than that, it's been nice, it's been fun, and we will see you guys next week. You guys have a good one. Be safe, be good humans. Good we'll talk to you later. Good night. Good night.